from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we're going to break down all of the Black Friday deals for you. Rub-a-dub-dub. Thanks for the bugs. Jump, spring, Goomba, P-Switch, low jump, low jump, star, overthwomp, off conveyor, through piranha plant, jump, jump, through thwomp, through spikes, through pokey, swing, swing, flagpole, repeat. like a, it's like racing you know it's like take this turn like this or whatever welcome to or like you remember that old, the uh <laughs> the old basketball course like off the net off the mat, basketball hoop off the table nothing but net it was like larry bird and michael jordan oh right like, challenging each yep. other oh yeah like a horse pig thing whatever uh-huh. cool welcome to nintendo main podcast episode 247 your place for nintendo news from nintendo fans like yourselves and we are here. We got we got the original trio here tonight because uh, you know holiday week and all that stuff. I decided not to bug anybody about the show, but yeah, we're here keeping it real. Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Trey, the Crownless King Johnson, and I'm Jeremy, fossilized millionaire Mikowski. I'm John, two thousand three hundred fourteenth place center. That's a that's a, some place there. I think I know. What you, I think I know what you're talking about, but we'll get. And our to guest that. this week is Thanksgiving spirit. <laughs> that's right our guest this week is black week black uh, friday week or whatever it is whatever they're calling it you, you don't want to talk about any of the world news stuff right not a whole lot we other can, than it being terrible we can we can skip that yeah world's world's still on lockdown everything's still dumb yeah it's a uh, it's thanksgiving week we're recording on red wednesday blackout wednesday which hopefully isn't going to be that much of a blackout wednesday this year you know, where it's like one of the busiest bar nights of the year where everybody goes out drinking the night before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody who's listening to this that has bars open, like, well, they would have already done it because it's right now. But don't mm-hmm. go. Don't do that. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not going anywhere. Jess and I, we're having, we're having crab legs for Thanksgiving. So I, I told my family I wasn't coming this week as well. I do have to do like a family Zoom tomorrow. I think we're going to do Whatever. something like that. Yeah. But yeah, let's start off our show as we normally do and talk about games that we bought, games we've been playing. It's Black Friday week. There's sales all over the place. Um, there's a, there's big sales going on on Switch as of right now, going through uh, December 2nd. Also, uh, uh, PlayStation is having a sale as well that I think goes through the first. Various different things. Um, I saw Tony Hawk was at the lowest. It's like twenty nine ninety nine right now. Good deal. It's still kind of still kind of high for me. I don't know. I want to play. play I kind of want to wait for it to come out on the Switch. I'm, I'm going to say that at this. Well, that's, that's been my yeah. excuse. That's been my excuse for a long time about not playing it. If it goes down to like fifteen or twenty, 
I might buy it. That would be a little bit better. I actually thought about I thought about getting Star Wars Squadrons because that's like sixteen from GameStop right now, and that's pretty low. I don't know, but like stuff like stuff is as low as like Yakuza Six is like eight dollars, which is which is crazy. I mean, it's normally I think it's twenty normally. Like those games, most PlayStation games go, especially those games like drop in price. Like it doesn't take that long for the drop in price. But that's something I want to play. You know, I hope to eventually play through all of the Yakuza games. Like that's my, I realize that my PlayStation Four is basically my Yakuza machine because that's yeah. basically what I have. <laughs> that's what I have the most of mm-hmm. on that game. I mean, I already have three Yakuza games on there, and I'd have four if I got six too. But I was planning on eventually getting through all of them. And you know, I was like, well, I could just buy six, and whenever I get to six, I already have it, and it's only eight bucks. You know, I was still planning on getting that. But I did get, I did get a couple games from the sale so far. I bought, I bought Hades. I finally bought Hades. So there you go. Hell yeah! Bought the twenty dollar yeah. price. I have not played it yet. I've not done yeah. anything with it. So, but I do have it. You will. I didn't really have time. Oh, I, I got it. I got it at the end of the stream last night, and I didn't play it yet, but. I did get one. There's one thing I got that was just kind of, it's going to sound like totally out of the blue to you or anybody who's listening to this show. But I bought Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 on Switch. That's totally out of the blue. It is totally what? out of the blue. You bought games? Yeah, I bought, I bought, well, I bought three games technically. I bought Hades and Baldur's Gate 1 and 2. Because I don't know what it is. Like, uh, I read a like review of the Baldur's Gate 3 um, early access and it sounded really, really good. So I kind of like, Got in, I don't know. I was I've been thinking about Baldur's Gate for a few weeks, and we talked to and, you know we talked to Billy Dean last week about Baldur's Gate and all that. And I forgot to mention that it was on Switch because I didn't even you know I didn't look it up. But you know there was that where they released all those uh, Dungeons and Dragons games like at once, and they're all on sale. Like there's like there were like two packs and they're like fifty dollars. There was Baldur's Gate one and two, and there was Icewind Dale and Planescape Torment. So and that was the thing where it's just like I don't know what these games are, but it's I I don't know. I guess I've heard people talk enough about like Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate three and all that stuff that I just felt like I really wanted to try it. And I and I found it on Switch and I was like, oh, it's fifty bucks. I don't want to pay fifty bucks for it, but it's half off. It's twenty five dollars for both games. So I was like, after like sitting on the eShop for like I don't know twenty minutes, like thinking over it and watching videos of, of it and stuff, I decided to just, I was just like, fuck it, I'll get it. So I downloaded it and it's, uh, I don't know, it's weird. I've never really played, I never really played computer RPGs that much. And it took me like, not exaggerating, it took me like 20 minutes at least to figure out how to equip a weapon in that game <laughs> because they don't, they don't tell you anything. Like they don't tell you anything about anything. They just like throw you into the game and that's it. There's no tutorial. There's nothing about buttons. There's nothing about attacking anybody. You just kind of got to fucking figure it out on your own. And this, uh, one of the main reasons that I want to get it also is like, it came out in 2000, but it's known as the game that basically put Bioware on the map. Like anything that you liked from like Mass Effect or like Knights of the Old Republic and stuff like that came from Baldur's Gate 2. That was like where they started off all that, you know, decision and like all these different open pathways and blah, blah, blah. And I like, I like Dungeons and Dragons. I used to play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons when I was in high school. And I played a little bit with my wife a couple years ago with the theater team. And I don't know. I just was interested in it. And $25, I convinced myself, was an okay price for that game. So I played it for like a good like 20, 30 minutes. And it's got some really cool added stuff for the Switch. Because uh, for one thing, like those games on the on the PC, you basically you would like use your, mou- use your mouse to like select all your characters and like click on a thing on the map for them to go to. You know, kind of like... Um, real-time strategy games like Warcraft and stuff like that. 
But they actually changed it specifically for the console where you can move around with the joystick. You can actually walk through the game, which is cool. I didn't know that. And it's also like you can, you know, with L and R, you can switch from one character to another. That took me a minute to figure that out. Like, cause you have to hit, cause you can hit the top L and R buttons to switch, you know, to change which, which like party member you want to be. Cause you, you start off with like, well, you have to find them, but you're imprisoned and you have to go on, you know, basically unlock all these other people that are, that are prisoners as well. And uh, once you get them, I think you get like six party members, like at the beginning. But you can, if you hit like L and R, you can switch between one of one one of the other one. And and if and if you hit both of them at the same time, it'll select everybody. And that took me a minute to figure that out because if you don't have everybody selected, you just have one person walking around by themselves with nobody else. So yeah, but it's I don't know. And you can like you can zoom it in really quick, really close. Like it's a you know you can like move the camera back and forth on and it's isometric but you can make it fairly big, and I know they they made the they made the text bigger like that was a big thing for the for the console where they made they made the text larger so it was easier to read and I don't know it's just like a huge gap that I have in my in my video game and my like video game stuff that I've played is I never really played much PC RPGs and that one like it seems to be everybody's favorite so I thought I'd give it a try and plus maybe if I like this one I thought it would open the door to like Divinity Original Sin or like Ties of Luminary or like all those other games that are on Switch that people like. Which Isn't are on Baldur's Gate on um sixty four? No. It, Baldur's Gate there's a Baldur's Gate game on GameCube. We talked about this last week. Right, I have that. But it's not Baldur's Gate, actual Bartle and Baldur's Gate. For some reason I thought there was something on that. It's I a it's a else. spin-off. It's like a spin-off hack and slash. But the actual straight up Baldur's Gate RPG, as far as I know, is not on anything else. Maybe you're thinking about like StarCraft or something like that. Ogre Battle, maybe. Or a, I'm, thinking, what was I'm it? thinking of Ogre Battle. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ogre Battle is completely different. That's a, and that's Japanese I don't know why also. I'm confusing those two. Yeah, I was gonna say. Are you thinking about there was a Command and Conquer game on 64 also, which I have. It's weird, but I have it. I just got it because it came with the came with some other games that I was trying to get. Came, it was like an eBay thing where it's like three games, and that one was in there, and I was like, eh, whatever, <laughs> I'll play that. But yeah, th- it was weird. There was like some real time strategy stuff on on sixty four. But yeah, um, Baldur's Gate. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. I was talking to Billy about it or texting him about it, just being like, "Hey, uh, are there any pointers I should know about this game?" And uh, you know, he's he's like, he's like, "How do you like it?" I was like, "Well, I haven't died yet, so I mean, that makes it cool to me." Because <laughs> <laughs> because I I I had like five or six battles without a weapon because I couldn't figure out how to equip a weapon, so I was just basically punching. Like punching uh, these like giant spiders in in the in the the uh, in the prison, so I'm surprised I didn't get killed doing that. And I somehow figured out a way to defeat them. Eventually, it takes a really long time, but I couldn't figure out how to equip anything. And for anybody who gets it, you have to hit L, you have to hit R two or R Z R, and that brings up a menu of where you can go and equip stuff. But they don't tell you anything about that at all. So it's just kind of like, and I was even trying to look up online how to do it, and nobody said anything. I couldn't even find like a reddit thread about it about how to equip a weapon i don't know but yeah that was that was kind of the out of the blue one and you know hades i'll try that one at some point i'm kind of afraid to start it because i don't want to play it to be the only thing that i play for however long but i did i i beat a couple games aside from that um i also got i also got another i got a black friday thing but that's is a gift for somebody who might listen to this so i can't say what it is but I but I did get an early Black Friday deal from a place that's doing Black Friday stuff. That's all I'll say. But mm. but yeah, 
which is cool. It was whatever it was. It was the cheapest that it's ever been. I'll say that. Um, what else did I do? Oh yeah, I played Super Mario Picross for a while on Super Nintendo the other day, just to have like a relaxing game to just hang out and play. You know, after I did a stream, and that game's fun. It's and I I beat the first full set of levels, and I unlocked Wario Picross, which is another thing on there, which is harder. <laughs> Of course, the the regular Mario Pit Cross. There's a timer, and whenever you and whenever you actually hit the wrong uh, tile on Pit Cross, you lose time. You know, and if you run out of time, you get a game over. But the Wario one actually doesn't tell you when you get a wrong one, and it just counts up instead of down. So it's kind of like a thing where it's like try to try to figure out your de- your best time of doing this. But they won't tell you whether you're right or wrong until you complete the whole thing. So it's like way harder. I don't know how much uh, Picross you've played, but those are the ones that always kill me are the ones where they don't tell you whether you did wrong or not. Because it's kind of like Sudoku, you know, mm-hmm. where you do, where you get and you think you have everything wrong and then you get all the way to the end and there's one thing that doesn't work. And in order to change that, you have to change like 20 other things around that. Backwards, uh-huh. And it's just like, that's what kills me because, yeah, because then you basically have to take apart like over 50% of what you already did. And it's like, well, fuck. So that's why I kind of thought it was more relaxing for it to tell you whether you're doing the wrong thing, you know, and just penalize you by time and all that. That's easier. But yeah, the Warrior one is way harder because it does not give you any any hints at all. And that's kind of how some of the Sudokus that I've played are. But it's cool. I mean, it's a cool game to just like hang out and play, you know, if you want to just chill out. And I use my I use my phone to like translate some of it. That's how I how I found like that it was Wario Picross, like because it's because it's Wario standing there and it's all in Japanese. But I use my Google Translate on it on the TV to tell me what it says, and it says like I took a picture of it. It says, it says like Wario. It says like Wario Bicross. It says, oh yeah, Gahaha! Welcome to Wario's Bicross. That's what that's what the translate said. But it's cool. It's got you know it's got nice it's got nice colors and stuff. They're nice Super Nintendo Wario colors. Yeah, it's a it's a fun game. I played around with that. Also, you know, we mentioned that there's a new like Picross, like all the Picross games are on sale. There's a demo for the new one too for for Picross Five. I haven't played that yet, but I but I downloaded it. I also downloaded uh, Just Dance 2021 because there's a demo for that. I oh, thought nice. we could try it out and laugh at each other. Justin, I could <laughs> try to do some dancing on there. Those are all on sale too. They're all like half off, like twenty and twenty one are both like thirty. Instead of sixty, even though even though like twenty one just came out, it's already on. It's already half off, which is pretty crazy. Um, I played a little bit of that Super Mario thirty five event, the one with the star. Did you play that one, Jeremy? Like the last, I did not. it was like a couple days ago. There's already another one starting actually this weekend, but there was Wait. one last week weekend as well where you last weekend you start with like no, you start with like less than ten seconds, and you start off with a star. Then you basically have to run through a bunch of guys to try to like build up your time. And I got really far on that. I got to third place on that event, but I still can't beat it. But I did play it for a while just because I feel like those events like happen all the time, and I think about it, and I forget, you know, but this one I actually remembered, so I played it a little bit. But there's another one coming up this weekend as well, so, you know, you want to play around with that. It's still there. I have a, you know, since we're getting close, I have to do like a top five article that or whatever, a top five list for um, GG Radio that I've been working on in my mind. So I was trying to figure out which of the which of the first person shooter games that I liked, which one of the classic ones were better, basically Project Warlock or Ion Fury. So I uh so I booted up Ion Fury again and it had a bunch of DLC. Like there's a whole bunch of free levels on there. 
Oh, nice. So I was like, oh shit. So there's like, there's like three new free campaigns that just like updated. And I'm like, oh shit. So I started playing that again. It feels weird. It feels weird compared to Project Warlock. I think Project Warlock is better. Like I think it's, I think it's a lot smoother. I think it's, I, I think the graphics look better. Well, I mean, they're different. Like Project Warlock has really, really good animated sprites. Like it has some of the best animated sprites I've ever seen. And they're and they're very like it reminds me of Ease Eight and to to the point of where like they just like change they change the enemies constantly. It's not like the same. You don't like fight the same guys through the whole game, which you do on Iron Fury. But this one, like every level set, every all of the bad guys change, and all of the icons change as well. So like whatever represented health in like the castle levels will be something different for the ice levels and for like the Egyptian levels and so on. It'll always be a different thing depending on where you're at until you get to the final level, which is hell. Where they throw everything at you from every level, basically. So then you get all different, all the different variations of every different kind of item and stuff like that. But one of the coolest things I thought about that Project Warlock game, and it's probably the best thing ever. I think every fucking first person shooter game should do this. Every single door that you open stays open forever. So it makes it really easy for you to know where you went and where you didn't go. Like when you open a door to go into a room, that door never closes. It's always open. So you know whether you went in that room or not. So if you get lost, you find the go to the doors that aren't open because you know you didn't go in there. It's like the most you brilliant close the door again if you want to. No, you can't. You can't close. You can't close it. They're they're open and then they're open. Like they're not. So if you go to the, like a toilet stall, you have to leave it open. Yeah. Well, there's no toilets in there. Oh, okay. I guess I'd give it a minus for that. But <laughs> you don't you don't need it. No, it's just like such a genius thing that I didn't think of. I was like, man, that's awesome. Like that's just because then you can tell where because you know a lot of times like the. Like, uh, Ion Fury does it, where you, like, open a door and then the door closes, like, before you get through it, or you're trying to shoot a guy through the door, and it's annoying, or, like, the door closes on you or something. But this, like, the, these, like, the doors don't don't ever close. But there is kind of some annoying things like that because in, involved in that, because there are elevators also that only go up once. So if you miss it, you're fucked. You didn't, like, you didn't miss it. You didn't get it. Like, you're not going to get whatever's up there. But it's not, I don't think there's anything necessarily to where you have to restart the game. You just won't be able to get whatever was in that elevator. I did have that happen to me a couple times where I just wasn't paying attention. I just, like, hit the button and then, like, walked off the elevator. And then the elevator just went up. And then it's just up there. Like, there's no, it's not ever going to come down. So, there is stuff like that on there. But but I ended up, I, I beat that game last night. So, oh cool. That was a beat. Uh, that fucking boss was ridiculous. Oh, yeah, and another really cool thing is they have a lot of the characters in the game have multiple forms, like uh, like Dragon Quest, uh, you know, Dragon Ball style. Like the final boss has like f- what was it? One, two, three, four, five. Has five different forms that they change. So like you have to beat one version of the enemy, and they turn into another version, and another one, another one. Because it was like you started off as like because it's basically you know it's hell, so it's gonna have this sort of like demon thing. So it starts off it's called like a it's called like a little demon and then you kill the little demon and then it becomes super satan and then uh super satan has two arms so you have to shoot both of the arms off super satan and then there's the cat like and then there's the caco demon after that which is even bigger that starts spawning like every character from the game out of its mouth and also shooting these eye lasers at you which will pretty much kill you on direct hit if you get hit. And they also do this move like Bowser does in Super Mario 64 where the where he like shoots the the circle out, you know, like when he lands and like there's the big ripple circle that hits you in the, in like the last boss of sixty four. Mm-hmm. It does something like that, but you can't jump in this game, so you can't jump over it. You just have to be, you just have to like hightail the fuck out of there and try to get away from it. 
But that was super duper hard. And then after that, there's like, it's like defeated demon or something like that. There's a final boss that's even more ridiculous after that. And yeah, it's hard. It's fucking hard. Like I was, my trigger finger was killing me by the end of the fight because it's fucking difficult. It's really fucking hard. But I made it through. I've made it through and beat it. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it that I that I beat it. But yeah, that's that game's fucking hard, but a lot of fun if you like if you like old school shooters like Doom and Wolfenstein. Like it's fantastic. Like it's fucking great. And they just like they really flexed on the on the on the sprite animation on that. I think that's some of the best sprites I've seen. Like sprite animation wise, it just it just looks so good. Like the characters move so fluidly. They had like the way they they have different deaths that they do depending on like what weapon you're using and like there's some of them have various forms but if you burn them they turn if you burn them they turn to ash and they don't actually change their different forms so that can be a way to kill people care kill people quicker and of course there's all like this rpg mechanics in it as well like you can upgrade and you can do different things to upgrade your uh your character in different ways each weapon has two different upgrades and you can only upgrade it once so so when I played through it before and got stuck on medium mode, I basically went back and upgraded my weapons the other way that I didn't do it so I could see both sides of everything. But yeah, it's cool. It's a really, really good game on there, on, on Switch. It's actually, I mean, I'm planning on, I was going to put it in my top five for sure, and it'll definitely be in my top ten. Spoilers. Cause, spoilers. Because it's really good. But I beat it. I beat it today, finally. I didn't think I was going to beat it because that, whatever the, um, the like, industrial section of levels is really fucking hard because there's these giant fucking robots that shoot rockets that really destroy you. There's like these three robots. There's these giant robots that shoot rockets that are terrible. There's these big, really tall robots that like shoot like lasers out of their face that's, that kills you really quickly. And there's also these um Terminator robots that have like two Gatling guns on each side. And they'll and if you don't if you're not paying attention, they can just destroy you in like two seconds. So there's a lot of character there's a lot of bad guys in there that'll really just rip you up. So if you like old school shooters, like I said, and you don't mind getting killed a lot, play it on casual mode. Casual mode has unlimited lives. It's the best thing to play. So you don't run into – because in the other mode, and unlike medium mode, if you run out of all your lives, you have to start over from the beginning again. So that sucks. It has a permadeath thing in there as well. So it's made for like super hardcore, you know, Doom people and all that. But I liked it a lot. It was really cool. Also, I beat No More Heroes 2, Desperate Struggle. I beat that on stream too. Wow. I beat it in like ten hours, and that game's great. I still, I still like that game a lot. I mean, I like, oh, yeah. I like, I like one too, but I think two is just the great. It's like the best answer to one. Like they basically, I, I feel like they listened to what people said about one and just kind of tried to fix it. Even though some people now say one is better because of whatever things, but but instead of like making it like a like a parody of like bad design choices in games, they just kind of just run with it and make it fun. And the last boss is great. Like everything kind of pays off. Like I, I feel like it, I feel like it's better. You know, I like two better than one, but I think it's better to play both of them together because the story like really goes from one to the other. Like if you just play two, you'll probably won't understand a lot of the stuff from two. Cause there, cause you fight like a boss that you didn't get to fight in the first one in two to try to make up for anybody who was mad that they didn't get to feed, to fight the boss in the first one. They brought it back and then you get to play it again. Like they do really cool stuff like that, you know. And, like, the dudes in there, the boss, uh, Henry, he's still your brother. Like, they didn't take back any of their weird shit that they did in the other one. Like, he's still your brother. He was still married to Sylvia, but they're not married anymore. They're divorced now. But, uh, <laughs> and, the, and you know, Henry makes an appearance. And there's this really cool, at the end, like, Henry, like, shows up and helps Travis. And Travis is like, hey, bro. And they're all, like, 
buddies and brothers and all that. And it's kind of cheesy, but I thought it was cool. <laughs> you know, they just like kind of embrace all of it. But yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like I highly recommend it to anybody who didn't play it. I feel like, I feel like most people that I've talked to that played No More Heroes basically got one, played one, maybe didn't like it and just skipped two and didn't miss out and missed out on the best one. Cause you played one, Jeremy, and you, you didn't play two. I liked, and I also liked one. Yeah. I don't remember being turned off by it. I think I just either I didn't have a Wii anymore when it came out, or I didn't have, I couldn't afford to buy it. Yeah, yeah, it could have been that too. But I just but, never got around to playing it. And I don't know how hard it is to get a hold of, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's that, well now it's easy. It's to not hard it. now. <laughs> you can mm-hmm. buy it for twenty bucks on on Wii or on Switch. So it's pretty pretty easy to get a hold of on there. But yeah, it's great. It was it was a lot of fun. I beat it in like ten hours. It's not that. It's not that long if you just want to like plow through it. Like there's obviously there's a lot of depth to it in the various mini games and stuff like that, but I was just kind of like, you know, I'm strong enough. I can just I can just plow through it. You uh the very the very last guy that you play is like the son. He's supposed to So like in the original one, there's all these side missions where you kill this guy named Pizza Butt <laughs> just because cuz it's dumb. And uh this is the last guy is like the is like the son of Pizza Butt, I guess. And he like and he became this corporate overlord, and you fight him, and he has his own like he ha- he has his own like um little car that he drives around this office with, and you have to destroy the car. And when he destroys the car, he ends up becoming like this beefy Batman looking character, like he looks like Batman with a cape, but he's all like muscular. And I wondered if that was supposed to be a reference to the Arkham Asylum final boss. I don't know if you ever uh. played that game, but that. The final, like that whole game, I, I like that game. I think the pacing is good. I think the story is good. But it's basically like you fight Bane over and over and over again. Is that game? It's like you want to. It's like you want to fight Bane again. How about two Banes? It's like what about what about Bane with ten other guys? What about Joker Bane? Like that's the that's like the final boss is Joker Bane. So it's like the game has like Bane all over the place, and that felt like they're maybe they're making fun of that because because he does kind of look like Joker Bane, the final guy that you fight. And then you fight like a giant fucking balloon version of him out of like Macy's Day Parade, and that was funny too. <laughs> so they get they so they they don't mind, you know. They they'll get fucking weird with it, and and it's cool. Everything kind of tra- kind of ties up, you know. Spoilers. Uh, Travis Travis gets laid finally. He finally sleeps with Sylvia. What? They end up they end up together at the end. You know, it has a nice happy ending. I'm really excited to see what they do with three after playing one and two because I think that they're really good, and I think that. I think that the graphical style of it has aged really well. Like, I think it actually still looks really good today. And I think that the, some of the controls might be not quite as fluent as something as like, uh, something like Devil May Cry or something like that, but, or like, uh, Bayonetta. But I still think it works really well. I still think the system works. You know, like I'm still able to dodge the guys at the right time and do what the game's supposed to be, what you're supposed to be doing. And I don't feel like it's cheap, you know. Sometimes it feels kind of annoying because a lot of the characters like attack really hard. But if you know how to dodge, you can do it. You can actually go through it without getting hit. So I feel like it's the battle system is actually aged pretty well. But yeah, it's great. Like uh, I always had higher, I had higher, had better feelings for Nomi Heroes two than one. But I love both of them. I'm glad I got both of them, and they were they were a blast to play through. I just hope three doesn't come out like in 2023 or something. <laughs> I wanna I wanna be able to play it like with my you know still with the You've always got Travis Strikes Back to to play. Yeah, I don't want to play that game again. (laughs) (laughs) That game's not like one or two at all. It's its own thing. Even though you can kind of feel some of the bad platforming, 
that that ended up in that game because you in two you actually play as Travis's uh apprentice, yeah. He had like this girl that he that protégé. he like Yeah, that's protégé. what I was saying, is a protege, right? Predecessor is the person that you that taught you. But uh yeah, this 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 lady that's in the first game that you don't kill, you just cut her arm off, and she ends up saving Travis at the end of the game. She comes back in this one to like you know f- to to be tutored by Travis, and you actually get to play as her for two to go through like t- you get to kill two people on the list as her. Then she jumps, and there are kind of some platforming stuff, and you can kind of feel the bad platforming of of uh, Travis strikes again. Rearing its ugly head at that point, because it kind of feels like the same sort of weighty, like the jumping doesn't quite work, but you don't necessarily need to use it all the time, so it's not that bad type of thing, so it is kind of in there. But there was a line that I laughed out loud about with her, because when she shows up, she's basically like, oh, Travis, I want, I want you to teach me and do all this stuff, and he's like... He's like, do you know how many tapes of wrestling I have at home that I gotta that I gotta that I gotta watch? I don't have time for you. It's hilarious. I just I it just reminded me of all those uh saved AEW episodes on Sling that I haven't watched yet. Better <laughs> watch them. It's just funny. It, it is funny that he uh he's like he's like he's like, Do you know how much VHS tapes of wrestling that I haven't caught up on that I have to get to? He's just like such an asshole and hilarious at the same time. He's kinda he's one of those characters that you love to hate. But yeah, no, I I beat I beat Travis, so that's uh I beat uh No More Heroes two, so that's two games, two more for the for the credits, two two beats of the week Good here. Job. Good stuff. Been having fun with that. It was like I I was planning on I was like, well, what do I do next? I'm like, I didn't beat Abzu, I didn't beat Control yet. Uh, Abzu's supposed to be short, so I was like, I could maybe I could get through Abzu and Control to before next week. And just kind of keep, just f- finish off all these games that I'm almost done with, you know. I'd like to go back and play Bug Fables and CrossCode again, just because. Because I didn't, because I didn't really, I played those like a bunch at the beginning and then I kind of just fell off. Plus I got stuck in, bu- in Bug Fables. I just couldn't figure out where to go. So it was really annoying. Also, I've been doing, you know, I've been trying to collect uh, maple leaves and mushrooms and stuff for Animal Crossing. Uh, Jess ended up just buying, just buying DIYs from somebody online. She paid $5 to get all of the mushroom DIYs and oh, all, and nice. all the maple leaf DIYs. And they also gave her 3 million bells. So, wow. and she didn't even know about that. That was an added thing. She didn't really care about that. I wonder who's harvesting all that. That would take a while. That's like more than $5 worth of work. I mean, but the, whoever it was, was totally trustworthy. Like it was, she, they gave, they gave her like a shit ton of stuff. Uh, she gave him a code. Like they came to her town, like dropped a bunch of stuff off. They did multiple trips. You know, so they could drop all the money off and all that. And wow. I guess she was so, you know, because you, because I just found out that the only way you can get the DIYs for the mushroom stuff is through balloons from the sky. Oh, shit. Which no, is fucking annoying. Yeah. Instead of, so you can't get it from villagers like you did in Halloween, in, in October. So it's like, it's kind I've of. I've only annoying. got one fall recipe, then that makes sense. The why. Yeah. I think the only one I got was the mushroom wreath and like the pile of. Maple leaves. I've got a wallpaper. Like all I got. Okay, but she gave me. Yeah, she gave me a bunch of wallpapers. But she has the DIY, so she can make whenever. She's also been like lining up every be every bit of food that the uh, that the Thanksgiving guy might ask for tomorrow to try to get all of the Thanksgiving DIY. Even though I, I did see they just uh, posted on Twitter a little bit ago that you can actually you'll you'll be able to buy all the Thanksgiving DIYs the the next day. 
and for like a week. Oh. So if you completely miss out on Thanksgiving, you can just buy the DIYs from Nook from uh, the Nook Nook's Cranny. Well, that's nice. Yeah, so they are giving you that option, which is cool. Like for anybody who can't, because they're kind of because they're cracking down on like time traveling and stuff like that now. Because now you can't. I guess from what I heard, now you can't like jump to the future and try to make a guide for like Thanksgiving and all that. Because now the game knows like whether it's the actual day or not, so you can't oh. do that anymore. Which I guess screws over people who are doing guides, but you basically have to be have to set your DS to like Japan time or something like that, so you can so it'll be Thursday before anybody else, and then you can try it. But but yeah, I guess that's the way they're kind of making up for nerfing the time travel stuff in there. Have you been Have you been playing that game at all, Jeremy? Yeah, you still still uh, doing stuff on the Animal Crossing? I've been doing the same kind of thing, just try to get some some of the recipes, but I've only gotten one and. Uh... But I've been trying to get get some leaves and selling pumpkins, and uh, I finally went through and sold all my old fossils because I was hoarding fossils for a really long time there. because I, <laughs> I don't know yeah. why I just kept them all, but I wanted to get a whole set besides what I gave to the to the museum. So today I went and I sold all my extra fossils, and I only have one of each in my inventory, and I made over it was like one point three million. Oh yeah, like that. yeah. They're expensive. Well, I mean, I went when I went to your town that one time around Halloween. Like you, you got them all over the place. Like you were like turning your town into Jurassic Park. Like that's what it looks like mm. now, but in like bone form, you know. And so I kept. So I'm keeping at least you know one copy of every skeleton, and uh, I'll still be able to do that. I just don't have all the excess because for whatever reason, I was like, I'm going to help people collect it, complete their collections. I ended up helping a few people finish their collections, including somebody I never met and one of Jess's friends. And uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, I, I'll keep hoarding the fossils for that reason, but it doesn't seem like anyone's hurting for anything in particular right now. So I was like, I'm going to clear up my inventory, which is funny because I, this week I literally crossed the 1600 mark this week in my inventory right after they upgraded it to 24. So. Yeah, I was going to say, you bought... Well, you have to buy the upgrade, though, for half a million. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, which is fine. I actually... I bought that. But I, yeah. it was like a drop in the bucket, yeah, for what I have in the bank. Well, I had like I had like five million in the bank, so it wasn't that bad for me. I thought you had more. I was up to over six, and then now I'm back down about five point five because I just bought a lot of stuff. And then I, uh, but after selling all my fossils, I'm almost back to where I was before. I I, uh, I bought the I bought the million dollar crown. So I haven't I, seen that yet. I did that. I, I bought the million dollar king crown just because I, I will ju- if I see it. I just I just spent five hundred thousand dollars on the uh, or five hundred thousand bells, whatever, on on the uh, extra space on the on the house, mm-hmm. and then I saw that the crown was there, and I'm like, you know what? I've had like five million in my bank forever. I'm just going to crown at the store or the shop. It's at the, the Able Sisters. Able Sisters, okay. yeah. They'll have it there. But I was like, I have all this money just sitting here. I'm just gonna buy that fucking crown. So I've been wearing the I've been wearing the million dollar crown around. I guess it's a what happens when you wear the crown, like people fall down at your feet or what whatever what's the reaction for spending a million dollars on a hat? Nothing. There's no difference, man. It's just a hat. It's just a million dollar hat. Nobody says anything about it. At all. Nobody nobody mentions the million dollar hat. I just the whole reason you buy a crown is just to have people like, you know, Look at it and Kiss your rings. just be like, "Hey, right. look at my fucking crown." No, I mean, yeah, nobody said anything. Not even, not even the Able Sisters. No, they weren't like, "Man, I really wanted to make that sale." I mean, they could probably right. t- they could probably retire. They sell like a million dollar crown, I guess, if they mm-hmm. got it. 
if they got it for like a million and they're selling only making like 0.2 million off of it. Maybe. Or just yeah, hire other people to run the restaurant or the, the yeah. shop. Yeah. Get the other Abel's. Get get their like nieces and nephews or something. The able the able nieces. Yeah. So yeah, I bought I bought that. Um I just uh yeah, just still running around doing shit. Trying to collect mushrooms and stuff. I figured Jess and I were gonna play the Thanksgiving thing tomorrow, so we'll see how that goes. I have I have not been hoarding food at all to give to the fucking I didn't I whatever, remember hearing so. about it, but I don't know what what are you supposed to have, just like fruit and stuff? Uh, I'm, it's, I think it can be like anything that's edible they might want okay. aside from candy. I don't think they want candy, but it could be anything. It could be like fruit. It could be, uh, it, it, it's, it, it'll probably, it'll, there's like fish. Yeah. It could be fish. It could be pumpkins, could be various things. So you know, I, think, I think, I think maybe we should do our zoom call or Thanksgiving zoom call in animal crossing. Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> and turn it into an episode. <laughs> It's always something we want to do. We we I mean we could zoom we could zoom Animal Crossing. I think it's supposed to happen all day. So, but I think it's going to start as early as like eight in the morning or something like that. So, it's gonna be it's gonna go from like eight to ten and ten at night or something like that. Just knows all the details on that. So, if anybody wants to know, I can ask her for you <laughs> for whoever's cool. listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, I think that's all for Animal Crossing. Unless you had anything else to say, I don't. Um, I got to. I finally got to the jobs in Yakuza. That's about. That's my big achievement for the week, as far as that goes. I had to play for 16 hours before I got to it. Finally, <laughs> it was, it, that was like one of the main things that I wanted was the uh, jobs because I like that. I've mentioned that before. That's like a thing that I really like in RPGs is a uh, class being able to change classes and stuff like that. And in Yakuza, it's like a realistic game. So jobs are like you know are like jobs. Like you can you can be like a construction worker. You can be like a you can be like a, a break dancer is what the main character is right now on there where you do different break dance moves. Uh, the, the lady that's in the team, uh, she's an idol. So she beats up people with a giant microphone. So that's pretty cool. I heard that the, the pop idol job was a really one to really good one to use. Um, what was it? One of my, one of the homeless guys, he's a, he's a musician. The other one is a construction worker. But yeah, it's big. It works kind of like Dragon Quest, of course, because you have to, you have to get so good at one job and then you can get promoted and get to another job after that. But it completely changes, like, you know, what you can equip and what, what, uh, moves you can do. And, you know, you, you earn new moves depending on your job ranking and stuff like that. And you go to like a unemployment office in Japan to change your job. You have to go there to do it every time, which is hilarious. And it's also like what you would have to do in, in, uh, Dragon Quest, you'd have to go to All Trades Abbey in three to change your job. So it's like the same thing. So <laughs> it's pretty cool, but definitely made it made it a lot more interesting once I was able to start doing that because I was starting to get a little tired of the of the battle system. But once the new jobs and stuff came in there, I was like, oh, okay, now I can do now I can do weird shit and I can change the costumes of the characters and all that. Like the the main character uh, Ich uh, Ichiban is actually wearing. Uh, He's wearing the golden armor from Dragon Quest Eleven right now, so that's pretty awesome. <laughs> so, like the main character's like golden armor is in there; it's like the same armor. So that's pretty dope. And also, this is completely not video game related, but uh, in one of the final, in one of the episodes in the final season of Food Wars, Soma I- Ikihara, whatever, uh, he's one of his one of his uh, meals is so good that he cooks that he turns into Lodo from Dragon Quest, and I thought <laughs> that was awesome. Like he's wearing like the original. Dragon Quest armor, like it's not, 
it, they didn't they didn't like make it any different at all. It's the exact same armor from Dragon Quest three, and I thought that was cool. Like with the sword and the shield and the giant hair and all that, yeah. he, he totally changed it changes into him. So you can tell the the influence of Dragon Quest in in Japan that it's even especially in, three apparently even in anime. Oh yeah, three is considered one of the greatest RPGs of all time in uh, in Japanese like lists from like I need to get go back to playing from that. stuff like that. You know, it's a yeah, it's it's considered one of the best games of all time by most people in Japan. Like it's up I just kind of quit playing it because I got distracted. Well, it was also like the first. It was like the introduction to jobs. I think of any of any console RPG. It was the first time that introduces classes and stuff like that. So it was a huge deal. And that you know that's where the story about people you know calling off work and all that stuff came from to wait in line for Dragon Quest three and play Dragon Quest three at home and all that stuff. So it's huge. It it even shows up in. Uh, cartoons and stuff where it's like mm-hmm. yeah where they they turn into Lodo. so it's cool it's 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 a fun game i'm i'm not no regrets regret no regrets on getting it so but i think that's it that i've been playing for this week well other than animal crossing i've been playing a few things but didn't really buy anything until today i kind of went on a uh, buying frenzy today um one thing I did buy, it's not video game related, but it kind of goes into a lot of conversations we've had before. Uh, so it was Shauna's birthday on Tuesday, and I wanted to get her something cool but practical because I, I always want something practical if possible. And uh, so I was like, well, what can we do? Well, we've been like hanging out in the living room a lot, and we've even tried doing some live streaming stuff from there. So I was like, How, what can I do to make the living room more cool for that? And then... I was looking online and I found these rope lights that are like, you know, like Christmas lights, but they're rope. They're not really rope lights. They're just like a a ribbon. Mm -hmm. But uh, I got a whole like giant set of those and are they, you can can control them with your phone. You can change the color. Yeah. I was going to say, are they they Wi-Fi enabled? They they better be. Yeah. yeah, They're Bluetooth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. So now our entire living room, like, like the whole ceiling is outlined in these, ribbon lights and one of the windows is completely surrounded by them and it just looks it looks really cool you can even do like you know like strobe a strobe light thing except it's actually really fast like compared to the light bulbs their strobe lights suck but the strobe lights on these ribbon lights are really cool like it, it looks like our uh, house is turning into a rave more and more every day hmm. is it like the same I, I saw people putting like a rope light thing like behind their tvs have you seen so. that? I think I think yeah. these are used a lot in like uh, like people's YouTube channels. They're like lining their game shelves with them or like doing like underlining with them and stuff. Which oh, okay, yeah. I'm thinking about getting another set because they're pretty cool and um, they're kind of like I said, they're really thin. So they're like a uh, if you think like when you go to get your self measured at a t- tailor or whatever, and they use like that ribbon tape measure. Yeah, that's like pretty much what it's like it's like that rolled up really tight on this spool and there's a light like every like inch and a half on it and it's just a little tiny diode and um they're they actually want you to like put it with on your wall with adhesive mm. i don't want to do that because we're renting so yeah you know i want to take them with me so i actually use like thumbtacks to hold them in place which was a really long arduous process but sure, it's totally yeah. worth it because it looks really cool and so like yeah it just Got to like upgrade our lighting situation in the house, and it looks neat. Um, but if I ever if I do put anything on my game shelves, I'm gonna probably use the adhesive because I'll take those with me. And yeah, they're really cool. They're like uh, you can connect as many as you want. They're like relayable. Each one's about thirty feet of lights. 
And I have a total of six of those spools of lights, oh. so like 120. Are they, are they expensive? Like how much no, are they? Not really. I think I spent maybe, I mean, I guess, well, depending on how you look at it. For I think for what it is and how cool it is, it's not expensive, but some people might think it is. But it's like about, it was about 50 bucks for the whole set of them. Hmm. And it's really actually two sets, but they're compatible with each other. So I'm only using one of the like boxes that plugs in. They're going to have everything connected to that one box. But I have a separate controller that if I wanted to, I could have it going in another room too and probably control it through the app doing both. So there's an app and then there's also just like a little remote control you can use too, which is nice because like with the light bulb, sometimes you that can be annoying if you don't. Like if you can't get it to connect on the phone or whatever. Yeah, if you don't have your or if your Wi-Fi goes out. Yeah, we had that happen where the Wi-Fi went out and we just can turn off any of the lights because they're all on Wi-Fi. I mean, well, you can, I mean, guess you could. You, you can. have to you, you have like, to physically turn them off, but mm-hmm. yeah. So but yeah, they're super cool. I uh, maybe I could post, send a link to you guys of what they are or whatever, but. Yeah, let's uh, see. I wonder if because I've saw people. I'm not happy to say I had. I did go back to Amazon. I was like, this Uh-oh. sucks. But like, you I want to buy. I know it sucks. I like. I like <laughs> had to like. I, I had to because I like. How am I going to get Christmas gifts this year? And like, I was like, I'm going to get one month subscription just for Christmas and then be done with it. Well, you're. I mean, you're kind of on the other side of the coin for us though, because you know, like we don't like Walmart's basically in the area that Amazon is for you. Like we like yeah. we don't we don't go to Walmart because Jess used to work at Walmart and they treated her like shit like they do most of the employees, and cool. uh, that's basically that's kind of the no 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 place that we go to. Like Jess doesn't ever want to go to Walmart ever again. I there's a lot of reasons to not buy from either of them. Yeah, I kind of thought like you know at the beginning of the pandemic I wasn't buying anything, and then finally I came to a point where I just like after six months or something I really needed some stuff. So I really thought about it like what would be the best way in a pandemic to get all this stuff and you know i don't mean to to promote amazon or whatever but this is just my logic that i used if you're buying a bunch of things from all different places chances are that you're using a lot more resources you know different boxes and and, uh, different trucks stuff to get it to your house yeah versus if it's coming from one store or one warehouse uh via amazon then you're using less resources. This is what I assume. Sure. So that's kind of how I made myself feel a better better about buying from Amazon. I mean, it's a big old metal stuff. Besides just the warehouse, they've also got like private sellers and stuff that are that they go through. But yeah, yeah. What, whatever. I mean, like I said, I don't feel great about it, but I figured I should go full disclosure on the show because I have repeatedly been like, "Don't use Amazon." I don't use Amazon, and now I'm like, "Yeah, I did it. I did it." So yeah, that's me being honest with you, but. Um, it was because I want to be able to get gifts and, you know, like luckily all the, the birthdays of people that are really close to me here are around the same time and then Christmas. So like if I'm not able to see my family for Christmas, which I'm pretty sure that's going to be the case this way, I can actually just send the gift straight to them. Yeah. And so that was sort of my logic. It was just like this way I can get everyone gifts and I can stay safe about it. Mm. Yeah, sure. At least keep myself safe. I'm not, maybe not having regard for the the, the people transporting it and everything. Yeah, but you won't see them, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, you you won't actually. I mean, because, you know, we're still delivering food and everything is very much like, for the most part, it's like just leave the, just leave the food at the door. You like leave the food at the front door and you take a picture of it and it automatically sends a text of the picture of the food to the person. 
And that's mm-hmm. basically how you do it for the most part for food delivery. And, you know, Amazon's pretty much the same thing. Whenever, most of the time, whenever I get a delivery, they send me a picture of where it is, you know, yeah. so. Like a, That's what they've been doing for me. They'll they'll call me up first because I have a gate with, that you can't access. Like yeah. I have no buzzer to let people in. Oh, sure. But then they'll call me up. They'll wait for me to come down. And then they'll just kind of stand far apart and say, oh, hey, there it is over there mm-hmm. by the door. Yep. Yeah, I do the same thing. Like when I drop stuff off at people's house, I just like. I just like point at it. I'm like, it's over there. Yep. And then I then I leave. It's like it's under the, it's it's over here or it's like in the chair by the door. Like, go get it. When somebody's trying to come out and get it, I just like let I'm just like let me put it let me put it down so I can leave. And then we know you know and then we don't have any sort of whatever no exposure. Context. So yeah, it, other than the lights, I mean that's all I bought from Amazon so far. But I, I might buy some more of them because I think they're cool. And I'm can you um office. for those lights? Can you can you get them to communicate with your TV? No, because because I saw somebody got something where yeah, it's like the Phillips. where they like line the back of their TV with lights. Yeah, and like they were like playing Spider Man and stuff, and it was like changing, like uh, like PS Five, like the lights behind. Yeah, the TV I think are that's changing. a Phillips yeah. thing. It's I don't think there's like a cheap solution for that. Oh, okay. Cause, um, cause, yeah. The closest thing that this has is like if you use the app, then it'll use the microphone on your phone to pulse the lights to the music you're listening to. Oh, does that's that so cool? Does that work yeah. at all? Have you tried it? I haven't tried it yet. But oh, okay. That's like the only thing. I, as far as I could see, that would be interactive huh. with your other media. I wonder if you could somehow make that work with your karaoke. I'm I think sure, I can. I'm, I'm sure you we're could. Gonna try. We're I'm, definitely going to try to in- implement it because it's just more, it's just more fun that way. Um, I know you can, it's weird and I don't completely understand why, but one of the things in the app is you pick a pic, you can like select a picture on your photo roll and then you can move a cursor over a spot on the photo and then the light will like closely match wherever color. Oh, that's cool that you're selecting on the photo, but I don't know why I would need to do that. Yeah. It it seems like an extra bells and whistles type thing, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's neat that it's there. It's not something that would be like the selling point for me, I guess on it, but yeah, it's pretty cool. And, uh, but that's, but yeah, I assume they're pretty low power consumption because they're, they're really, really tiny. I wonder, I wonder if I could take like, if I could get like a ribbon light like that and, and just like tape it to like a foam core, like poster board, and just make and just make it all green, and that would be my that would be my low budget green screen <laughs> that, that I could do. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, because like the light, you know, just the, have the light shine through it and illuminate it green. Yeah, I'll just put it around. A, I'll just put it around a poster board, and just you know, and just have it make it green. That actually might be an easier way to light it than trying to do like than trying to do ring lights. Be and a stuff. fun DIY project. Yeah, because I because uh, you know my my green light that I have for my Wi Fi bulb. That's able to make to make green screen parts like parts of my mm. apartment can is the right tone for green screen, but it all has to be the same tone. But maybe if I put it around like a white board and made that the right green tone, it would work. I don't know. It's it's been interesting. It's something I want to mess with or just experiment with. And just has foam core, so we could I could do that. I could just get a stream of that and try doing yeah. it that way. You know, but they they're definitely a pain to put up. I will say, like you're gonna need a ladder and. I was just going to tape it to a poster board. Right. No, I'm saying if you want to do like <laughs> I did where I have the ceiling line. Oh, in. sure. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's worth it. And it was a cool little project to work on yesterday because it was Shauna's birthday and we were hanging out. But <clears throat> for the most part, we were just like watching TV and eating food and, you know, drinking, put, drinking drinks. And then I put some lights. lights. Up <laughs> I put up lights while we were listening to music and 
we were listening to music from 1982 because she's part of this Zoom chat every couple weeks where they talk about music from different years. Sure. So we, we were listening to a bunch of hits from 82. 82 is great. 82 is a great year. 80, look at look up all the all the movies in 82. Like movie, like 82 was amazing for movies. Like Wrath of Khan mm-hmm. came out then and like mm-hmm. Hellraiser and Blade, and Blade Runner and like all these other fucking movies came out in 82. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, that was a we bad. You need to see the obvious one. What U two came out in eighty two? E T. Oh, I was gonna say. Yeah, I think the thing was eighty two, right? It could be. I don't know. Yeah, it was a good year. I th- I'm especially fond of it because that's the year I was born. Yeah, I was gonna say that's what. Uh, that's like Jess's. Uh, oh, you're eighty two as well. Mom joke or also, whatever. Yeah. Yep. Whenever I talk about the cool thing that came out in eighty two, she's like, "I came out in eighty two too." Damn, a bunch of eighty two babies over here. Yeah, you guys, you guys are losers. <laughs> I'm an eighty baby over here. 80 baby. Yeah. Uh, when uh, we actually, you know, just decorated for Christmas already, just because, you know, we're in a quarantine. We have nothing else to do. But uh, we, we put up, you know, we have like a tree and we have like a, or when we have like a Christmas lights and stuff. And we put them all on a Wi Fi switch so we can turn them all off with off and on with our phones, which, yeah. which is pretty rad. So the, the Wi Fi plugs are still given, even in the, cause I actually had a couple that I didn't use for anything. So we put two different, I have two different Christmas light ones. And also, uh, I gave her a Christmas gift early. I bought her a Star Trek Discovery ornament with, uh, with Saru and Michael on there, which is fucking awesome. So it, mm-hmm. it talks too. It has a little button and it says a line from the show on it. So. I thought that was pretty rad. I got a got our Star Trek ornament early because we got uh we bought Star Trek ornaments from Toy Du Jour, you know our our favorite toy mm-hmm. store. Uh, earlier earlier, you know when everything was actually I think it was last year because they like just went to a new bigger bigger uh, store and all that, and we went in there to see it the first time like after the party because I went to the premiere party. But uh, Jess and I went in there and we both bought I bought a Captain Kirk ornament and she bought a, a Picard ornament. So we had two Star Trek ornaments already for the tree, and I was just like fucking around and looking at Star Trek ornaments online, and I found a Discovery one, and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And it has fucking Saru on there, who's like my favorite. So he's our favorite, I guess. But yeah, hmm. our, our boy Saru, Doug Jones. Saru. He was in uh, he was in that movie yeah. that won an Oscar, the one about the fish, the fish love, Shape of Water. Oh, yeah. He was the, he was the fish guy as well in that. He's just one of those super tall guys that that is is the creature and all Gr- that stuff. Grinding Nemo. Grinding Nemo. Grinding Nemo. I liked that movie a lot. I thought it was great. <laughs> it was pretty. Shave of Water was awesome. It was one of the l- yeah. last movies I saw in a theater. Oh really? Damn. Yeah. Last movie I saw in a theater was fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. Me too. Oh yeah, I, I think that was <laughs> the last one I saw. I mean, in an actual theater, I guess. Mm-hmm. Wait, did we see one? No, I guess we didn't. I was like, did Justin and I go see something after that? I guess not, because that was like the end. That was like February. With Sonic the Hedgehog, so I think that was the last one. Because we did see Return of the Living Dead at a drive-in, which was awesome. But that was in a, at a drive-in in our car. We didn't we didn't interact with anybody. Seems appropriate to see a zombie movie at a drive-in. Yeah, had the original soundtrack on there too, which is great because some of it was removed for copyright purposes. Yeah, as far as stuff I bought this week, I bought another thing that's not video game related, but it does kind of tie into a video game I bought. So. The whole the whole podcast, at least me and Trey, uh, have been throwing some love towards Supergiant this week because I bought Transistor because it was on sale for like three ninety nine. Oh, nice! Or if you yeah. that. I'm like, fuck it, yeah, I'm gonna get this game. Oh yeah, and they're so cheap that everything that's not Hades has been like less than five dollars. Because I, I know like. the music alone is gonna be worth it for yeah three ninety nine because like these these games have banging soundtracks. So 
Yeah, like, yeah, I got it. I barely played it. I played it maybe for like five minutes before we started recording, but it's like three bucks, you know? And I mean, and like one of the things that turned me off about the game and why I haven't played it yet was the perspective, like the overhead, like is- isometric. Yeah. But now that I've been playing Hades, but Hades is like that. Uh huh. <laughs> now I'm like, well, I'm used to this style now. So maybe this will be kind of fun. And it's definitely a different style of game, but it's got some similarities and it's got a lot of, visual charm to it and the music's great so far and the yeah like i said the five minutes i played it i really liked the music um but i ended up they i was uh, on their i was on twitter today and super giant posted this shirt that they like have and i was like i want that shirt it's like on sale for 20 bucks so i bought a hades shirt and it's 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 pretty cool so i'll wear it on the show whenever I get it and we can talk about it a little bit more then, but I thought the design was really cool. It looks like, you know, definitely like a heavy metal t-shirt, but it's Hades. Is it a Hades? It's a Hades shirt, like not a super giant shirt. It's Hades specifically. Yeah. Oh, nice. And it's got, it's just a really cool how they've done the art. It's got a bunch of skulls on it. And it's cool. Um, I, probably, so yeah, I got yeah. that. And then, yeah, I guess I, I guess I should say I bought some Black Friday stuff on the GameStop sale, which we'll probably talk about a little bit later. Do you want me to save it then? Or? Oh, you can talk about it now. I, I just wanted to like do like a quick once over because there are like there are a lot of games that are cheaper than they've ever been, especially on the Nintendo first party market. So, did you get yep. anything through GameStop? Well, you know, you said you got stuff through. I did not get anything through GameStop yet, but so, yeah, I, I got this. I, I went to GameStop, so this is another shameful thing for me this week. But whatever, I wanted to some cheap games, so yeah. they have a sale for it's buy two get one free on their used games. Oh, oh, okay. Does does that reflect the price, like the Black Friday price, or are those like are the and, used and ones with below the, Black the price? Yeah. With the Black Friday price, so so it's going to be because I know they're selling like some stuff for really cheap, like new. Yeah, like, I got like, three. Oh yeah, so new games. I don't know. I didn't see anything at a price I liked. I was looking at the the pre owned games because I was like, why the hell do I care if they're Oh yeah, because I thought you were gonna get uh, three houses because that's thirty. I got it. You did get it. Okay. Yeah, I got a fire them three houses. Uh, Catherine, even though I already have Catherine, like I guess they added some new content, and I kind of wanted to get back into it because I never beat it originally. Yeah, I thought about getting that game too. And then Team Sonic Racing, I've almost bought that game several times. Yeah, you got Sonic Racing. You talked it up a lot. I love that game. I would yeah. like a racing game, so that's a good it's game. Pretty much, it was like the three best games that were available, I think, and um, I was like, and one of them's free, so yeah, it ended up being fifty three twenty six with shipping. Like I think the shipping that's was good. free. Oh, yeah, sure. so less than the price of a new game, game for three games, and then we'll add Transistor, the fourth game, three ninety nine. I pretty much paid the price for one new game to for four games this week. So. Well, I I actually I actually almost bought you Fire Emblem on the on the black Friday price for your birthday. And I'm, I'm glad I didn't cause you already got it. So oh, yeah, I'm glad you didn't too. <laughs> I almost just got it for you. Cause I was like, you should, cause yeah, no 30, it less than 30 for fire. Emblem is incredible. Considering fire that Emblem is like, the last game really it's like hundreds I, of hours for that, that. I passed up on that. I was, that I keep thinking like, maybe I should have like tried to play it. So I hope you like it. I think it's, I think it's good. I mean, it's, I definitely, it's one of those things. that's like, I still want to beat it. I, I didn't mm-hmm. play it all. I didn't even get to the change, but I think I was really close to the change, you know, where like whatever happens, like the main event, uh, I, d- I didn't get there yet, but maybe if you start playing it, then like, then that'll mm-hmm. encourage me to go back and finish it. Cause I do think it's really cool. Like I liked all the characters, 
Have you decided who you're going to pick yet? Like, I'm sure no. you've thought about that, right? No, I, I, actually, it's been so long since we talked about it. Like, I don't really remember much about it. Um, well, I think okay. So, this is what I've heard. So, you know, like the blue, the blue one is supposedly like the easy one. I would say probably don't pick that one. But gold was it? Golden Deer is the one that I picked. But supposedly that I think the one is the best one is the Black Eagle. Like that's supposed to be the best one because they're all okay. like, especially depending on. I always play as a, as a female character in like whatever RPG. And uh, Black Eagle ha- Black Eagle has the most homosexual females in all of the in all of the games. So if you're looking to play as a female and date another female, there's a lot of them in there. But you can also recruit people from other teams. So I did recruit the ones that I wanted to date as my main character in the game from Black Eagles onto my team, so I could date them later. Even though the dating is on this isn't as complicated as it was on the other Fire Emblem games. I think you just, I think there's just like a little paragraph at the end of the game saying that you got married or whatever, you know, that's Mm. about it. There's no kids from the future that in the other ones they had, like you could have kids and they'd like go through a time warp and they'd come back and they're like your age, but they have your same powers and stuff. But Mm. and you could like mix and match and make all these crazy, like, you know, super powerful kids and all that stuff. There's nothing like that in this one, but, but yeah, that, those are my, that's my thoughts, but you know, pick whoever you want. It was, uh, I went, I went with golden deer just because, uh, you know, they talk pretty highly of it on Axe the Blood God. But also what I heard about the Black Eagles is pretty cool, too. So, I don't know. You know, take a look at some of the characters on there and see who you like. Yeah, well, it'll yeah. be a little bit before I get the game. So, I'll have some time to do a little bit of research yeah. before it arrives in the mail. So, yeah. So, adding to my physical collection, too. It's kind of nice um, that I'll have some more physical games. But, yeah, it's Team Sonic Racing. I think it'll be nice to have a, just another racing game. Like, I haven't. And I've got Horizon Zero Dawn, or not whatever that one's called, Horizon Chase Turbo. <laughs> I do have Horizon Zero Dawn as well, but that's not. You got right. that one too, yeah. They're selling uh, yeah. that game for like five dollars now. But like Team another. Sonic Racing just looks <laughs> cool, and yeah, I want to play it. So I it's, bought it. It's fun. Yeah, it's not. It's not as good. I'm pretty as, sure it was uh, my free game. I think it was the cheapest one of the three. So they were all like under thirty dollars. That's basically what you're saying, mm. right? Because I know, uh, I know that Catherine is on sale in the eShop for twenty nine ninety nine. I thought about that. I think that. three houses were like twenty five. Yeah, that's a great 26. deal. Yeah, it was really cheap. It's never been that cheap. Yeah, because I know it's twenty nine ninety nine new, but that's cool that they actually respect the Black Friday price and they actually put it under that. Because mm-hmm. I was looking at getting uh, Star Wars Squadrons for PlayStation Four because it's like sixteen bucks, and you know it's good enough for that for me. So. I thought about getting that and playing it, but if I get it used, or if they're still doing the buy two get one free, maybe I'll get some Switch stuff too, you know. And if and if you can order it and get it sent and all that, like you're saying, you know, why not? Yep. Yeah, I think they had a store pickup option, but I was just like, nah, I don't need these games that soon. I can just wait for them. I've got plenty to play in the meantime. Uh, speaking of which, this week I played more Hades, but same old, same old. I don't really even need to talk about it this week because I didn't accomplish anything notable. Um, Sean and I have been playing a little Tetris 99. We've been bringing that back because we've, you know, had several days off together. So we're just like, what do we, what do you want to do? Let's play some games. Let's watch TV. Let's eat a bunch of food. I made her a cheesecake. So we've been like eating cheesecake and watching the golden girls, you know, it's been great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a nice relaxing couple of days. Let's see what else. Uh, oh yeah. And I was going to say the best place I got was 20th. So I'm like really, really out of practice in that game. I need to try to get back into it. Um, see Bioshock infinite. I reverted to an earlier save file and was able to get past whatever part I was stuck. So I don't know what was going on. There's something was glitched out. I think there's supposed to be like some sort of like 
you know how in Bioshock, like you'll get to like little bottlenecks and then they'll talk to you over the loudspeaker mm-hmm. and then a door will open that you go through. I think like that for whatever reason, that moment was never triggered. So I was just like standing oh, there at a locked door and couldn't go any further. But this time around it worked. So I made a little bit of more progress on that, but not, a, not a lot. Those, those are really cheap right now too, by the way, uh, you can yeah. buy the, you can buy the digitally, the Bioshock infinite collection for twenty nine ninety nine, which is the cheapest it's been on the eShop so far. And you can buy them like piecemeal for like eleven ninety nine, I think each, which yeah. is pretty cheap. So you can I think buy it's like 15 yeah. new somewhere. I can't remember. Where. I saw it for 20. Yeah. Maybe it was 20. Oh, for this physical, yeah. for the physical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was, I know it's twenty nine ninety nine on the shop and that's the closest. To, that's the, that's the least it's been for digital. I know Jeremy, you got it for 30 at target physical, but it sucks <laughs> because you still got to download shit, you know, but it was 20. I think when I got it, was it twenty? I thought it was thirty. Maybe it was. Oh. I thought it was twenty because I got the two games for forty. Oh, well. Okay. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Maybe it was twenty because then you can get all of them for sixty. I don't know. I don't remember. Regardless, I still haven't opened Borderlands, but I have that too. Oh yeah, Borderlands. I forgot about that game. Oh, uh, that's pretty much it. Other than, um, of course, Sock and I play a lot more of that. So, if you guys want a little bit of an update on that, I can give you a bit of an update. I don't have to talk about it a lot, but. I feel like when I talked about it on the last show, I kind of was not like, I definitely knew what I was talking about, but I wasn't like listing anybody by name or anything. So one thing that I've done this week when I've been playing it is I've been trying to pay more attention to trying to learn people's names and kind of like their relationships with each other and how, how the story is actually progressing now. And it's really cool because um, the story's actually started to take off a lot and it's making it more compelling to play for that reason. Um, yeah, the the name of the the main goddess that I kept referring to last week, I thought I should at least mention her name. It's uh, uh Lady Kamahitsuki, or yeah, Kamahitsuki, and that's the goddess who's also the World Tree. So she's like the all the the she's everything kind of the omnipresent, omniscient, or whatever kind of god, and uh, she's the one that you're trying to appeal to because you know she kicked you out of heaven. And, uh, but I've been learning a whole bunch of stories about why we're, why this island is the island we got sent to, and about Sakana's mom and dad and how they met. I guess Sakana's mom was a god, like a demigoddess, and I think she was a harvest goddess. And then her dad was a war god, and they met on this island. So, yeah, that's kind of what happened here. There's like a big fight between the war god and Lady Kamahutsuki in heaven he got kicked out of that heaven or he stormed off and he went to this island and that's where he met uh sock and his mom sock and his mom was there but it was like there was a really hostile tribe of people called the uh the ashigumo tribe that would like kill anybody that wasn't from the island like immediately on site but they let uh lady uh, toyohana sock and his mom live there because she was benevolent to them and help them like there was some kind of like sickness that was killing a lot of them off and then she cured it. So they like her and they revere her so that, that you're just getting a lot more context for what this island is all about and stuff. So it's really cool. And one thing I've really liked is that like uh, the lady that her name's Mirth, the lady that was going to be sold into slavery. That's like the camp cook. She has a different religion. It is called foremost. And I don't know. She doesn't, yeah, it's the way of the foremost or something. So she doesn't follow, uh, let's see, which 
what's the one here? Oh, Shinto. So Shinto is kind of the main religion of all the stories, I guess, based on uh, Taoman, the samurai. He talks about following the teachings of Shinto. And uh, Formos <laughs> is like, says that humans, like there can only be one God. So she doesn't think Sokken is a God. She says she's maybe an angel. So that's kind of interesting that one of the people like is really pissing off the goddess that you, you, is your main character because she's saying you're not a goddess, you're just an angel because there's only there can only be one god. She's a mono monotheist, right? Yeah, she's monotheistic, exactly. Yeah. And then uh, that her mo- and they're like, well, then what's my mom? She's like, oh, I guess she was probably an archangel, which really pissed her off. <laughs> <laughs> so your mom funny. was evil. <laughs> but yeah, and then Talmon the samurai starts mentioning how he believes that. The heavenly re- or the lofty realm, which is what they call heaven, is mentioned in in Shinto and Foremost and in the the Gospel of the West. He drops, he just says the Gospel of the West. So it's kind of like interesting. They're having these conversations at dinner where they're they're finding commonalities and all these different worldviews. And I was like, this is kind of deep for you know for like this kind of game. I don't know. I like it. It reminded me of like some of the conversations I had back in college when. I was discussing things like that a lot more. Worldviews. Yeah, worldviews and stuff. Interdisciplinary studies. <laughs> and then the little kid I was talking about last week, that I was like, he's a kid. I think he might be a human, but he doesn't really talk. Well, found out the reason why he doesn't talk, his name's Kai Maru, is because he saw his dad uh, murdered with a sword. Oh. And it, like traumatized him. Fun. So the samurai uh, is protecting him like because that was his leader of his uh, group of bandits that he was in. The leader was this this Kaimaru's dad, and Kaimaru saw his dad get executed, and that's why he is traumatized and can't speak anymore. So yeah, it's just like getting a lot heavier. But yeah, I finally got to the spot where I had the story advancement where now I've got some new people in on the island or at the the homestead. So now I've got a cat, which is really cool. There's a cat, and uh, also I have a kappa. There's a kappa at my oh the the yeah. the turtle guy Captain, yeah it's like kind of like yeah it's like a frog turtle combination thing yeah like he's a, a he's a, a god he's a myth, mythical god or whatever yeah and right now I'm helping them out so the, yeah the, I kind of kind of like have like a sub quest where I'm helping the kappa helping him free his tribe that's been like taken captive so that's kind of interesting that they're adding like these extra characters and stuff and pulling in more of the the Japanese mythology or you know the different characters from that from those different worldviews into it so I like it it's fun so I'm still loving it I my my rice skills have you know gotten a lot better um, I'm feeling kind of dumb because I wasn't equipping things right I figured that out this week so you know I felt kind of dumb but um, I equipped all these extra things and now combat got a lot more fun because you completely customize your move set and uh you earn extra abilities through farming and through completing certain goals. So there's definitely like a list of goals you complete. And I've learned with exploration, like every level has a list of tasks you have to complete in order to get open up the next level. And finally it's like telling me to like come fight at night and do all these things I've never actually tried yet. So mm. I think I've actually gotten to a kind of a hard part in the game, but I'm soldiering through it. And but but you like it, right? Like you like like yeah, the I still like it. It's combat really loop I mean. or whatever it is. Like it's become d- addictive. You've you've uh, mastered the art of making rice or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. something like that. Or at least gotten better at it. 
I learned I I unlocked the ability to control the weather because that's cool. Basically, you have to you have to give the in-game currency is called amber, and the only thing you really use it on is in your fertilizer to make your fertilizer fertilizer stronger. But you can also use it to offer to the to the to uh the main god, and she'll like let you choose the weather for the next three days, which ends up being really. A, you know, necessary for if you want to get like the maximum yield out of your rice, mm. you want it to be drier and wetter at certain times of the year. So, just more depth being re- revealed, and as the more depth is revealed, it just I'm just seeing so much more. And yeah, that I still feel like I barely scratched the surface of this game, but I'm really getting into the story of it, and I still would say I recommend this game. I'm going to keep playing it, and sure I'll have some more details next week but i think i pretty much said everything that i learned this week about it Um, oh yeah dogs the reason dogs are important is because every dog you have allows you to send an extra person out to collect resources while you're playing a level so yeah i think it's cool that they made dogs like a essentially an upgrade item in that regard and cats just all the cat does is protects the uh rice from mice Oh, yeah. Which makes sense. Sure. Get rid of those mice. But yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. Cool. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about John's stuff, and we'll talk about the Black Friday stuff as well. Stay tuned. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over.
So yeah, we're back. And uh, John, what have you been doing? So there was a big Super Mario Maker 2 event for the 35th anniversary. And uh, they had, as we talked about before, if you got in the top 35, you would win a prize, uh, which was a gold coin. And that had to be hot to play some Super Mario Maker 2. I just had to do it. Yeah. I had to give it a shot. You're the um, pro. The, you're the Super Mario Maker 2 pro. And I also decided that I would be really disappointed my, with myself if I just gave it like one or two tries and that was it. I was like, I, I, I know the odds. Very unlikely that I would win one of those. But I would be so upset with myself if I didn't give it a real honest effort. Sure. So I played it every day except for I think one day I missed. And I would guess that for this one level over and over again, I probably played it about between six and seven hours, something like around there. Yeah. So I really, really got like, into it. Like per day? No, no, no. Like <laughs> overall. Oh, okay. So I would play for like, you know, an, you know, an hour or two each yeah. day. And after, you know, an hour or so, two hours, I was like, Okay, I can't just play this level. I have to strategize. What's everybody else doing? And I looked it up on YouTube. Yeah, and it's a, it was a whole thing. Were they which what, with the ninja ninja speed runs? They kind of do. Um, I, I've learned every once in a while people will post stuff about each one or whatever. But people seem to be going crazy about this one because of the price. So, so lots of videos, lots of strategies going up on how to beat this particular level. And um, we, we're going to ask some. No, I was just going to say, like, was it, like, really different from, like, what you were doing? Like, the, like when you watch their, their speed run where you're like, oh, shit, I didn't know I could do that. Or that seems to be, like, how normally it is, right? Especially when you're watching, like, or, like, I, I would watch, like, people's ghost runs, like, on mm-hmm. Mario Kart and stuff. Where I was like, oh, there's a, there's a shortcut there. I didn't know about that. Or, like, you know, other stuff, like, in that way. Like, I was watching this... uh I was watching this guy who has who like holds like the record for beating Mario sixty four or like whatever the quickest. And I was watching the way that he was playing, and he does a lot of glitch stuff, which I don't really want to mess around with that, or or it's just like too. I don't know. I, I want to just play the game regularly. I don't want to try to get the game a glitch. But there was a lot of stuff in there that I was like, oh shit, I didn't think about doing that. Like you could do that there. Or like oh well, that would be easier. Mm-hmm. Like this one. There's this one star that sucks that I just don't do just because I hate it. The one where the one in uh whatever the fuck the first the first water level. And it's the one where the eel comes out, and you have to get the star off the back of the eel. I, I hate, fucking hate that star so much. But he did it where he just like went above the eel and just waited there, like right above the, the where the eel's head is, and the eel would just yeah. come all the way out, and then he just went and got it. Where I would go and like just go in front of the eel, and then like try to swim in front of the eel so the eel will follow me, and then try to turn around and come back and get the star. And it like almost like never works for me. I feel like where the eel doesn't come out, or like when it does, you turn around, you hit it, and you get killed. It's just I hate that star, but yeah, like stuff like that, you know, like could help you out. What was different yep. though? So I think like, so the biggest trick to explain the level, first of all, it's an auto scroll. And so if you just like let, you know, didn't press any buttons, Mario would, you know, go through the machine and make his way to the end. Sure. But at the start of the level, the start of the level looks like, like one, one. So there's the blocks and there's the lagoon coming at you. Right. You find out that the base, the, the first clue of what you can do to speed through the level is all right. So there's an obstacle in the way, which is a giant brick uh, pixel art version of Mario, right? You can't get through him. You have to go over him. Right. Okay. Except for you, you discover that at the one, one opening scenario, one of the question mark blocks has a P switch in it. And so you could hit the P switch and then the blocks on the, the giant Mario pixel art turn to coins, and you can go through his legs. 
That's the, the first major shortcut, right? Oh, yeah. But the trick to that is hitting the P switch as, as quickly as you can. So, yeah, instead of just, you know, racing straight through the level, you have, you have to stop and, you know, turn on a dime, so to speak, to jump up and hit the P switch and then continue, which costs you, you know, if you're not that good at it, maybe three seconds. Hmm. So that was like a big stop, right? So the, the trick upon the trick of finding the, the P switch is that you have to hit the jump button as you approach the Goomba at a certain time. So you'll bounce straight off the Goomba to hit the question block. And then from the spot that you land, you can turn your momentum around to hit the P switch just at the corner of the P switch, then fall back down and continue on. So you can maybe cut that down from three seconds to, to maybe one second. And so that, that was like a big, that's the, that was the toughest part of the whole level to me anyway. And it seemed like to a lot of people and it was right at the beginning. Yeah. That was the big thing that I noticed from watching the other people and their videos and stuff was just like tricks on how to get that P switch hit just right at the best speed. So yeah, it was a lot of fun though, you know, and there was a lot of other spots throughout the level where like you could find certain minute improvements that would just pay off like huge dividends. I remember one time. So I think when I first started to really get it, my position was something around uh, 7,000. And from there, I, I, I figured out something that increased my time by half a second. I don't remember what it was. But by increasing my time half a second, I jumped a thousand places. Wow. And so that's when I was kind of like, okay, now I'm hitting the point where like, you know, the rubber hits the road and, and every little difference can, can make a big impact. And that's when it got really fun. So I worked at it pretty much every day throughout the week. And uh, at the uh, the last day, that's when I was able to, finally make uh, the jump from, I think it went from 24 seconds to 23 seconds. And that got me to 2000. What did I say? 2,371. That was my ultimate place in the world. That's pretty good, man. And you have to be like, yeah. it's the top 35, right? Like as top the, 35. Yeah. Yeah. So my goal for myself, once I got to around 5,000, I said, if I can get to the top 3,500, that counts for me. I can be in the top 3,500. That'll be good. You got to be in the top 1,000. How, mu- how much time is left on this competition? It's over. Oh, it's over. Okay. Yeah. It was like a week. Yesterday. Yeah. Well, I mean, to top 2,500, right? That's not bad. Yeah, that, not that's, bad. that's of how many? Like, does it tell you, like, how many people actually played? So the average, um, like, if you, if you just left the level, let the level go, um, because it's an auto scroll. I think I recall toward the beginning of the competition, um, I was like 57,000, something around there just by doing the auto scroll. So I don't know how many people ultimately did that. I guess you could, you could figure that out. Just look at that auto scroll number. There's like a big spike. You remember at the end of the, each ninja level, you'll see a graph of where you stand and there's just a giant, huge spike for that, you know, 57,000 or whatever it was that people just, you know, let the level go because it's not a scroll. Yeah. 
So I don't know. I think I think that's about about that for the Mario Maker. That's a really fun level. If you I'm impressed how much time you put into it. I mean, I guess I'm not surprised knowing that how much time you put into this game, but for this hmm. level that you know it was obviously made by a professional level designer. Right. But I still think it's really cool that it's just one little speck in the bucket of how much stuff there is in this game and you spent six yeah. hours on it. There's so much to it. And to me it was just about like you know, it's I mean it's kind of a a thing I go by in general. It's like, you know if you're looking at something that you're trying to do, um as a way to like win awards or rewards or whatever. Like if, if my goal was to win the, the coin, the odds that I would be disappointed were like astronomical. Mm-hmm. My goal wasn't to win the coin. That's a would have been nice kind of thing. My goal was to make sure that I, you know, really gave it a good try and did my best. Cause yeah, I knew that try, I would have regretted yeah. it if I didn't. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I did, and I'm satisfied with it. I'm glad the level was cool. short enough that you could get a full clip of it, of your every playthrough. That's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, actually, I couldn't quite get the full clip, so there's a few seconds at the beginning. Yeah, it's like, I, a, think the, I, I watched it, it's like 10, it's like 15 seconds or so. Yeah, on, yeah. Uh, it did cut off a few at the beginning, but uh, that was more just because I was using the Super Nintendo controller, which doesn't have a capture button, so uh, I had to reach over to the... the Pro controller, which does have a capture button, and uh, wake it up yeah. to record it. Sure, yeah. yeah. I could. Oh yeah, that, that was the other thing I did want to mention. After a while, man, that D pad, I, I just couldn't use it on the on the Pro. It's, it sucks. So, yeah, it really does suck. <laughs> that, must that, be said. That, it's that, also great. You're getting use out of your SNES, Super Nintendo. Yeah, that that yeah. is that is something that I think I forgot to mention last week about the Super Mario Sunshine GameCube thing. Like, you know, since you can't really go to the options or anything like that with a GameCube controller, you can't, you actually are allowed to have two controllers active at once. So that's what I did. I had, I had the GameCube controller plugged in, but I was able to change the options with my 8-bit Doe Pro. So if you ever want to go and play Super Mario Sunshine, you could do it like that. Like where you would just turn on your other controller and hit minus and then go into the options and make sure like the aim is flipped and and all that stuff, you know, so it's that kind of thing. Yeah, that's cool that they let you do that on there too. You know, just so you can, you know, if if you don't know how to capture whatever, or you can't capture, you don't have the button. You can do it on another thing. You know. Yeah, I did buy a game this week because of the sales. I bought Super Liminal, which was on my list for a long time because so uh, looked really interesting. Yeah, it's like the first person puzzle with all the where you like yeah. it's like perspective, like basically, right? Like where you make it's everything. perspective base. Yeah, yeah, and so and it was twenty dollars. But I'd heard that it was kind of a, a one and done game, which I wasn't too excited to spend twenty bucks on a one and done. So I, I was waiting for that sale. And this is, I, to my knowledge, I think it's the first time it's been on sale. And then, in addition to that, I also had, uh, I think it was five dollars and twenty cents on my gold points. So I got the game for what did I get it for? Like eight dollars and forty cents. Nice. That's the right price. Uh, yeah, it's so like I bought less that. than a movie ticket. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and it is like a, a perspective based puzzler and more accurately that this game is portal like it's just portal yeah that that's exactly what it is it's as if they just didn't have enough room to put these ideas into portal and they made a separate game except for this game is of course made by a different company altogether oh, okay sure i mean it's, it's not it's not orange or whatever 
Valve. Valve. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, who's, Valve, that? Yeah. who's that? Uh, yeah, who's that company that doesn't and really make games anymore? So this is how much it's like Portal. So you start the game off in a laboratory, and you're the subject of these experiments, <laughs> and there is a female computer voice guiding you through the the scenarios. Um, she and she makes fun of you every once in a while. Damn. Not even even trying to like be different than Portal. And and the cake stuff. Yeah, it's, it's very, very similar. Right. And the trick to this game, as we said, it's about perspective. So how that works out is you can there's objects in these rooms and you can grab them from whatever distance you are to those objects, right? And whatever distance you grab them from. Uh, that's the size that the object will stay. So when it's really far away, it will remain small until the moment you you drop it wherever you need to drop it. Or it's, it's small, right? And once you drop it, if you walk really close up to it again, and it gets a little bigger, you drop it, and then you walk even closer to it. It gets bigger, bigger, bigger. So you can scale these objects from the size of a dime all the way to like the size of a, a small house. And it's a lot of fun just to even mess around with the mechanics of it is when I say that it's, it's, it's portal. I mean that in the best possible way, like they not only took their own twist on the idea, but they gave it the level of quality that the portal has too. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm really enjoying it. So it's got a I good polish in, to it. Yeah, definitely got a good polish to it. It looks pretty. The physics are nice. Physics are nice. Yeah, the objects bounce around as you'd, you'd expect them to. And every new room uh, there's a little bit of a surprise for you. Like just when you think you kind of get it, there's something something new. Hmm. Like the first example, mechanics or like story elements. Just like I think surprises in general. Okay. So I'm not too far into it to say that there's new gameplay mechanics and that kind of thing. I'm sure there are, but um, after I I think the third room, right? So first room you see is like a long hallway and there's a there's a chess piece on the table. And you have to, I think you have to put the chess piece on a button, but you have to get it big enough, right? So the game tells you right away, you have to make this object bigger to progress. And the next room, there's a similar setup with another chess piece, right? And so you go through that room. The third room, you look down the hall and there's a giant chess piece. And as you walk up to it, you realize that it's not actually there. It's just a painting that's on the ground going up to the ceiling up to the ceiling oh that's funny so it's like it's one of those perspective paintings so that's like so the developers telling you you know don't get comfortable we're gonna shake things up on you oh that's cool very effective so they're like does it does it run really well like i mean is it is there any problem with like it feels right like it doesn't feel like the frame rates out or anything off or anything like that like on the game no i've not noticed any stutters or anything like that It, it looks really smooth and yeah it doesn't chug or anything like that. Mm-mm. Yeah. There's another game in, on there called uh, Chroma Gun. I don't know if you've heard about that. There's another game on the eShop called yeah. Chroma Gun that is also a lot like Portal. It's mm-hmm. it's like it's it's not on sale. It's like $20, but it's like a it's it's like in a lab, you have a gun that shoots different colors that do different things and there's puzzles involved with that. That's another game that I played. It was on I played it on PlayStation 3 like a long time ago. And it's on Switch now, but that's another like portal style game if i always get this game that. when i think of super liminal i always get it confused with uh with a um quantum conundrum is that what it was called 
It was a game where you like switch dimensions and that's, it would affect how the physics of the objects. And you're basically okay. in a lab trying to uncover, you know, the little difference was like, I think your uncle was either missing or he's dead. And like, you're going through and seeing his research and there's like four dimensions. There's like, there's like a, a dimension where everything's like got less gravity. And then there's one where everything's like fuzzy mm. for some reason. And there's one where, yeah, it's a really weird game, but I just remember I played a little bit of it and like, Literally every room has a safe in it, and the safe is, has something to do with how you get to the next level. So it's like, why are there just these safes everywhere in this game? That's why. Yeah, I it remember. sounds like a similar Walking sort of. Conundrum. Yeah, I, I think I might have played the demo of that. Was it like a PlayStation Three Three Sixty game? I think it was on there. Yeah, because I think there was a demo on if PS3 I played that it, I it was played probably on Steam. Oh, okay, the, the, maybe it was the demo or the. I remember, did it have a weird, well, I guess it wouldn't, you wouldn't have done it. There was like one game that was like Portal, and whenever you would, you know, you had the icon on the PlayStation 3 menu, Mm -hmm. and whenever you like would put your cursor on it, it would play this really loud, annoying song. (laughs) Was was it, I was going to say, was it that one? But it probably wouldn't do that on Steam. No. Yeah. But but I I think it had dimensions in it, and it also had a safe. So I don't know. That's why I thought maybe it was. It's probably that one. But it had this song that it was just like so loud. Like the song was so fucking loud. So even when you just want to like look at what games you have, no matter how quickly you would go over the game, you still have to hear the stupid fucking song. <laughs> and it was just so annoying. <laughs> so I ended up just deleting it off my mem- off my menu. We're the generation of no no ringtone on our phone. We don't need sounds on our icons. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't have my phone. Is never my my phone is on silent constantly, like ninety nine percent of the time. Unless I'm, well, I mean, even if I'm waiting on a call back, like right away, I'll turn the ringer on. Yeah, I don't even need it. I mean, I turn the I turn the ringer off when I'm delivering stuff because I need it to be able to ring for orders and stuff. But when I'm by myself, my phone is completely off. Like I want no auditory like uh, disturbances whatsoever. I want I, I fucking hate the sound of of like text messages and and like rings and it also bothers me when people play audio off of their phone. Like that kind of bothers me too, especially in a public. Oh, I mean, about using headphones, yeah, yeah. It's really cool because in Japan, that's actually technically illegal. You can't play your phone. You can't play your phone out loud on the train. That would suck if yeah. like you had one of those like issues where sometimes like the jack will get messed up and you can hear it through your headphones, but it's also playing through the speaker. Oh yeah, and it will. So I just see like sitting there on a on a like on a on a bus and like. It's really loud and yeah. people are pissed off and you you don't even know it. I mean, technically, you're not even really supposed to talk even on the train. Like, like the trains are so quiet. It's so amazing. Like, people, like even when Jess and I were talking to each other, people would, like, look at us weird. Be like, it's, it's like, no, don't. It's like, shh, don't say anything. Quiet train. Nobody talks. It's very, yeah. But, yeah, no, um... Yeah, it's, uh... I don't remember what exactly you were getting at, but it's just weird that it has a song on there. That yeah, the gen the we are the generation of muting our phones. You don't use phones to ring. You don't need to talk on them. You just call somebody. Well, because I know on my like PlayStation Four, I got like when I bought Final Fantasy Nine, it came with like a, uh, a a theme or whatever. And I was like, ooh, cool, Final Fantasy Nine theme remastered or whatever. And it constantly plays a song. And it's like. Okay, that's cool. That's a song from Final Fantasy. Oh, like all the time? But then just like loops and just keeps playing. Yeah. Are we really in like, is this really happening in this day and age where they've got this really annoying 
repetitive <laughs> tune in the background. On your yeah. TV. It, it depends on what the tune is. Like it has to have a, you know, I, and I was, we was perfect. Yeah. The we had that like ambient, like not quite music mm-hmm. background sounds like that was awesome. And PlayStation four did that a little bit with like the default theme. You could have like a kind of like an ambient. Oh yeah. It just like, does like the, it's just like, yeah. But we had it down perfect. Sure, yeah. They they're, they're very similar. We music all day. Yeah. We should do an X-Pack episode on best system sounds. <laughs> <laughs> they did there was like something I watched on YouTube or maybe it was through uh Retronauts or something like that where they No, Retronauts did that where they played a they did a whole episode about like kind of hidden songs that were on like older systems and stuff like that like the like the song that played like for the boot up of like the the disk drive for 64 and stuff like that. It was really cool. You can get like the alternate music on the GameCube if you hold down like a bunch of buttons at once or something. What is that? Oh, like? where it does the weird laughing ch- kids thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used oh, to right. do that. Yeah, I used to do it all the time. It was so weird. <laughs> Had like laughing kids in there. It freaked me out. I think the worst startup start sound is the screeching noise of the Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> of what? Song. Of it just like yeah, burning? The hard drive just running. <laughs> yeah. I can, I, can ask, I can answer your question here, John, about Ring Fit, if that's what you... Oh yeah, so yeah, on Ring Fit, um, I played that yesterday and today, just trying to start it up again, and uh, I encountered a problem where no matter what I did when I was doing the um, the, the ab guard, the enemies would would give me some damage, and so I couldn't pass. I think I'm on World, world Three because oh, I was going to say healing that, items. I was going to say yeah. Well, use healing items, but also the ab guard doesn't make you completely invincible. It it just it uh, just lessens the damage. It doesn't make it so you don't get hit. Got it. Okay. And yeah. always and always, yeah. Like Jeremy said, I would just um, I would just carry a whole bunch of shakes with me because yeah, you make can, as many spinach smoothies as you can. Yeah, the, the great thing I, a lot, but they're cheap, and you can make a bunch of them. Well, and the great so thing, I'm at the part where like I got I just got to the store and the smoothie machine is broken. And so I'm trying to defeat this monster so I can get the smoothie machine working again. Oh, okay. so, but but the three smoothies that they gave me, I ate them already. So oh well, uh, well shit. You might have to grind. <laughs> I gotta grind. You might yep. have to grind. Yeah, go play some well, of the other levels. You, you you probably have I probably haven't unlocked it, but you can get moves that'll bring your life back. I just. I didn't use them because I didn't want to lose a I didn't want to lose a turn because the great thing about smoothies is you can use how many however many you want in one turn and you can still attack it doesn't take your turn away so I would just make smoothies all the time like I'm like fuck doing a doing a healing move I just buy smoothies then I would just yeah I would just buy that why well, would I play too I would just buy all the ingredients and just keep making them mm-hmm. and I'd make like the super smoothie ones and I'd you always get some have exercise like while you're making them yeah yeah because you got to squeeze you got to squeeze them all. But uh, I and I would make like yeah I I had like twenty of them and I would just buy all the ingredients and just keep making them and I'd go through there and you can agree ingredients and in, in levels also and you could just yeah just go through and just keep that's making when them. it really does you know you really feel those RPG elements when they when you're making the healing items and you're stocking up on them and then eventually you know there's ones you get that boost the power of certain types of attacks and stuff. Yeah, and then I still, when I was playing the single player, I still played it like I was playing an RPG. You know, I would go, I would go and I would grind for money so I could get the best armor, you know, to go to the next thing. And I would like, you know, I, I would grind, grind to get all the healing items to fight the boss. Like just, you know, the way I would play any other RPG or I'd have to, I'd, I'd, I'd use the exercises that have the highest, like the highest attack rate and like always have one that attacks all the enemies and like stuff like, like stuff I would do in any other RPG, you know, I was trying to like break down the 
strategize the battle system and all that stuff and also work out as well. So, yeah, but yeah, no, it doesn't, the ab guard won't completely, won't completely uh, make you in- invincible. It, it will just lessen the damage. So those boss characters can wreck you. Yeah. If you don't heal up right before they attack you. Yeah. You, you, there's yeah. kind of, there's kind of a rhythm to it. You, you figure it yeah. out after a while where it's just, but it's great where you can just, because it's like every yeah. couple attacks they don't attack and you sort of figure out how that works too. Uh-huh. It's just like yeah, any, so, it's just like any other RPG. You got to kind of memorize their attack patterns and stuff like that. Yeah, and I had given up on the game for for a while, and you know sometimes you just like with exercise, you just kind of peter out without really knowing why. Oh, and I know. I, oh, I know why. <laughs> I think we all know why. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it because <laughs> it because it hurts, and I just didn't want. I just want to sit around because because uh, I'm depressed in the quarantine, you know. That's so, why. Sometimes I think there can be like a collection of obstacles too. Like, yeah, there's the, there's the, you know, I'm just tired and you know, don't want to exercise and all that. But sometimes it's just like, like a little thing will come up. Like it's, oh, it's just a little too far you know, to drive or whatever. And, you know, it's, it'll be like a collection of things that, that ultimately ends up in you not doing the exercise. Mm-hmm. What I realized was one of my things that in the back of my mind was keeping me from doing it was that my floor is pretty pretty creaky uh, and with all the you know bouncing up and down i just felt like self-conscious about exercising especially uh that early in the morning because I, I tried to do it at about eight o'clock well plus uh, like you know everybody's home right now are you afraid yeah, exactly. somebody's gonna like bang mm-hmm. the bang the broom on the on the ceiling and tell you to be quiet or something Right, like right. pieces of drywall falling on their head or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I finally just the other day said, I'm going to find the spot that doesn't creak. So it took like 10 minutes to kind of bounce up and down on every <laughs> spot around the floor. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a cartoon. You're like, well, this one's kind of creaky, but it's also like a little bit creakier than this other spot. So like, yeah, I, hope I was have- doing exactly that. I was going from spot to spot. I hope you have a flow chart or something that's like, well, this one's uh this one's about uh, this one's about like negative five decibels, but this one over here is like maybe uh, zero. So that'd be pretty loud, actually, if it was that. But whatever. Yeah, I found the spot, and it's it's uh, like at least twelve feet back from my TV. So I'm like really far back from the TV, but yeah. I am centered to the TV, so it is kind of an okay spot to, to exercise. Well, I mean, you know, uh, you, you can always like just. I mean, it's a switch. You can always just fucking mm-hmm. pop the screen off and stick it somewhere. Like it doesn't need to be on the TV. You know, it's yeah, more, but it's I don't have a lot of room in, in the apartment. You know, take take some of your take some of your containers, stack stack them on top of each other, and put it on the top there. There you go. You got a table. I mean, you, you get you can Tetris the fuck out of that place. Just you know, build some build some tables, and you can see it. You know? I, I mean, you, you can put it anywhere. You know, that's a fun thing. You could take it with you. On, I mean, if we if we traveled still, you could take it with you and work out like at a hotel or whatever. If people still did that, but you know, or you could do your try one, like put hook your try one to something and put it in there. You know, and then you can use it. You could do that, but it's so small though, and I have to be able to have like range of movement. You know, I can't like swing my arms around and hit the switch. Well, yeah, but, I mean, I put it know. put it somewhere where it's like distant enough from you where you can still see it, but won't hit it. If you I, had I the know. VR headset. <laughs> that looks super ridiculous. If only you could <laughs> yeah, if only my could. ring fit and my cardboard headset. <laughs> and then the mask would like the headset would get all like soggy. The cardboard would get all sweaty. 
Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah you, that would be funny. Yeah. If you just, I don't know, you could make it work. Sure. You know, as long as you don't run into anything. But yeah, all that to say, I think, you know, hopefully I uh, got over that and, and now I can keep working at it. Yeah, my my excuse is always like, well, you know, you you got to get like the yoga pad out. You gotta, you got you know, like the ring fits behind the TV. Like maybe you don't want to reach back behind the TV. You know, stuff like that. That's how my brain works. <laughs> like you don't want to take that thing out. You know, it's gonna take like so long, and that's like wasted time that you could be doing other stuff that's more fun. That's the way my brain looks works on that. But yeah, I do wish though that Nintendo would release a digital version, especially for this game, like. Say so you, you okay, you've bought the 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 cartridge, you know. Uh, maybe you should also have the option just for this game to have it on digital mm-hmm. if you want. So you, if you don't have it would, it would be another obstacle removed. You yeah. don't have to go find the cartridge and oh, switch yeah, it so out. You don't gotta switch it. Yeah. My That's, alarm yeah. goes off every day and I haven't played this game in months. Oh, I turned off my oh, yeah. alarms. I turned off all yeah. the alarms finally. It used to do that every day, but I turned them off finally. I'm like, fuck these alarms. So so that just <laughs> I don't go off anymore. But uh, I can yeah. ring fit have an alarm and this not have an alarm. It's funny, yeah. Game it, and watch, yeah. yeah. It, it's funny because uh, it's like the it's like kind of the same thing for me. I'm like, I'm I'm like I have ring fit in there. I have the ring fit is like always in my switch. Like it's always in there. The physical the physical game, and I'm like I should try playing some of those other physical games that I want that I have because I really want to try to play like Super Robot Wars again. And uh, and I'm like I'm like, but I don't want to take Ring Fit out of, out of there because I'm gonna do it one of these days. And I'm just like always kept it in there <laughs> for like months. Like it's just I'm like it's like I'm just gonna be like, man, I want to do it. And if it's not in there, I'm just gonna not do it. It's so dumb. I need to just take it out and play Robot Wars instead. That's what that's what I need to do. You need to buy a third Switch just for Ring Fit. Yeah, no, uh, I'm not, <laughs> not, not gonna do that. But yeah, that's that's what's going on with that. Well, if you're done with that stuff, let's talk about some news or some deals and such. Did you have anything yeah, else to say? News. No, that's it. Cool. Here is the news. I promise you, it's the news. All right. Well, uh, yeah, the big uh, the big news for this week is it's Black Friday week. As we were saying, there's a whole lot of eShop stuff on sale. Um, it's how really- is it Black Friday? It, it, it wasn't it just March. It's uh, for real. No, and yeah, I mean, the the year's almost over. That's what's really sad. Twenty twenty is about to be done, and then we have a whole another shitty year to start after Yay. that. <laughs> Hopefully, twenty twenty one is better. But who the fuck knows? Like for real. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's on sale. Like a uh, major, you know, like uh, I think the only, I think the only like Nintendo game in particular is uh, Mario Party is twenty is like twenty dollars off Super Mario Party, but. uh like there was a bunch of stuff I was looking at, like uh, the last campfire that was a game that was on a direct that I thought looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Like that's like ten dollars. I really considered getting that. Um, Jackbox Seven that like just came out that's on sale now too. It's it's only like a few dollars off. One thing I wanted to say, which I don't think we ever said this about Jackbox Seven, but Jeremy got it for Zoom, and uh, Justin, Shauna, and Jeremy and I we all we all played it. Or no, you got it for. Steam, not yeah, for Steam, but we played it. We played Zoom. it on Zoom, and you got it for Steam. And I think there's some games that only will work good on Zoom, because like we did that game where you do like a PowerPoint presentation, and you have to like, you know, you have to like say a bunch of shit. And I don't think that would work as well if you're like putting a camera at your TV, and you're not like, you know, doing it through Zoom. I felt like it was a lot more intimate, and it was easier for us for do to do a game like that. 
Like, I don't think some of those games would work as well. You know, if you weren't like doing it through Zoom where you share the screen with each other. Mm-hmm. So that's a warning on that. If, if you're trying to get it on Switch, try to find a way where you can share it or stream it or something like that. Because if you're just pointing a computer at a TV like I've been doing, I don't think that game would have been half as fun as it was the way we did it through Zoom. So, but I mean, it's cool that it's on sale already. You know, it's like twenty three ninety nine marked down from twenty nine ninety nine. So, and it's fun. Uh, Monster Hunter is like sixty percent off. It's like fifteen fifteen ninety nine. Monster Hunter Ultimate. I'm waiting for Rise, so I didn't get it. But Xenoblade Chronicles Two is uh, twenty. It's like twenty dollars off. It's forty dollars. One thing I found really weird is uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two: The Torna Collection, the DLC, the paid DLC that they added. It's only on sale if you buy it as the separate game. If you want to buy, because there's there's two. There's one that's like a separate game where you don't need Xenoblade Chronicles Two, and there's another one that you buy if you have the game and it's cheaper mm-hmm. because it's not its own game. And that game's not on sale. So that doesn't make any sense to me. Because I was going to buy the cheaper one, and now the one that it's, is its own game is is the same price as the cheaper one. So it's like, why can't the cheaper one be like 15 You know, then, then I think about getting it. But that's a weird thing on there. But yeah, there's like, uh, I'm looking at right now, Wonderful 101, Skyrim, Burnout Paradise is twenty nine ninety nine. I think that's the lowest that's been. Uh, I want the game to be 15 bucks. I mean, that's an old game. And <laughs> It was a remaster of an old game, rather. It was it was uh, really cheap on play on the last PlayStation sale. I think it was like under ten even. Uh, Katana Zero is eight ninety nine, which is a really good game. Uh, similar to Katana Zero, uh, my friend Pedro is nine ninety nine. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Anybody 11. doesn't have that game, get that game. It's fantastic. Mortal, Ka- great deal. Mortal Kombat Eleven is fucking fifteen dollars right now. If you have like That's any, crazy. if you have like any inch of love for Mortal Kombat. Get it. It's fucking great. It's, I mean, it's you can tell it's a little bit, you know, some of the hair looks a little weird because it's on Switch and not PS4, but it's fun. I mean, mm-hmm. $14.99 for like a full $60 game is amazing. Like, especially for all the shit you can do on that game. Like, if you have any sort of like of Mortal Kombat whatsoever, I think it's totally worth it. Even though, keep in I mind... I've putting it, out the, the movie pack. That's one of our news items, but you're, you're going to be able to play as, um, from the Mortal Kombat movie, uh, the actor's you know, for Raiden and and Johnny Cage and Sonya. Yeah, but it's just it's just outfits. Like you're not getting voices and stuff. Like they didn't get they didn't call up Christopher Christopher Lambert or anything to come back and do and do Raiden, which would be great if if he did. But I forgot he was in that movie. Oh, he's great. He's awesome. Like he's one of the best parts of that first movie. It's fucking Highlander doing a doing uh-huh. Raiden. It's great. Yeah, you know he's like partially blind. He had a really hard time doing the fight scenes in, in Highlander. Huh. If you knew that, I know something that. about that makes him even more Highlandery. Yeah, no, I love. I was a huge Highlander person. I used to watch Highlander, the TV show, every day after school when I was in high school, because it was on at like four o'clock, like right after. And I like recorded a bunch of them, so I had like tapes of Highlander, and and I ordered like there was there was you know they used to do like those things where you'd call in and they'd send you like a tape every month or whatever, and you'd pay for mm-hmm. it. Oh, yes, you, yeah. you could do like an introductory thing for Highlander for the Highlander thing. And I just got all the free stuff and didn't pay anything. So they like sent me a shirt and like the first two episodes and a blooper reel and like all this other stuff and you could get it for free. And I got all that shit too. It was, it was their blooper reels pretty hilarious, but yeah, I was big into that stuff, but yeah, no. And, and also the, um, the, the, the DLC that they added, that's like half off as well. You know, where there's like an additional DLC with more story stuff in it for Mortal Kombat, like that's 20 instead of 40, which I thought about getting, but also 
the game in itself is like over like 30 fucking gigs. So it's like, I don't want to, I love Mortal Kombat 11. I bought like the first like fighter pass and all that stuff, but I just don't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to like delete a bunch of stuff to make room for it. So even though I did like delete like 20 gigs last night, but it wasn't, I don't want to go 30. That's, that's way longer. But, um, all the Resident Evil stuff is on sale, like Resident Evil Revelations one and two, which are great, are like eight ninety nine. Um, uh, Nino Kuni is fifteen bucks. Yeah, Nino Kuni's Nino Kuni's fifteen again. Uh, Resident Evil one, I think it's like twelve ninety nine or something like that. Um, I was looking at physical Resident Evil Revelations stuff, and I forgot that they, I forgot that half of that is download. So be careful, anybody's trying to get physical stuff. Sometimes you might only get one game. Because uh, if you try to buy a used game, it might not have the uh, you know the code on it to get to get the other thing. But yeah, no, there's all sorts of stuff in the eShop right now. What one of the best RPGs on the Switch is on sale again? Ease Eight. Anybody who hasn't played it, they is should. That, what's the discount? How deep? Uh, I'm actually I'm actually using Jess's Switch right now, so I can look at what it is because she's using mine to play Jackbox in the other room. Ooh, it's twenty three ninety nine. That's, oh, that's awesome. That's really impressive. Yeah, that's good. That's twenty four dollars. I highly recommend that that game. I love that game. It's great. It has like a fucking kick ass soundtrack too. Soundtrack's really really good. I mean, soundtracks are really good for most Falcom games. But yeah, Ease Eight is good. It's a really good. It's an action RPG. It's a fun action RPG. It has some really cool stuff to it that other games don't have. I found it really. I don't know. It did interesting stuff that I hadn't seen before. That was like something I really liked about it. The way you like the fast travel through the map works really well. Like the way you get new weapons is interesting. Like the way you level up, it's and there's like some there's some like crafting stuff in it, but I didn't find it annoying. Also, like one of the best things, which I wish you could do in Animal Crossing, is you can craft stuff, but you can also take stuff apart and take the ingredients out of it after you've already crafted it, which is always a really cool thing. But that's like kind of how what you use for like um uh currency and stuff like that because you're stranded on an island so they do they do cool stuff to get around that and all the characters are really interesting the story's good uh it's fun i think this game has the most bang for the buck going on the on the, the sales right now um for 15 bucks you can get the sega genesis classics collection it's 50 games for 15 bucks oh that's got the uh fantasy star games on it yep yeah i thought about i thought about getting that too but i, I don't know it's, that's uh, such a great deal. It's, I don't think it's ever going to be less than $15. I yeah. think that's what you should jump on. I bought it when I was on sale. I can't remember how much it was, but yeah, it's cool. It's got like, even if you just like a couple of games on it, you got your money's worth. Like there's some stinkers on there for sure. But <laughs> I mean, that's kind of just like a, a smattering of the history of Sega. And uh, was it Need for Need for Speed? That remake is on sale already. It's like already $10 off. So it's twenty nine ninety nine. It's pretty cool. I don't know if I want to throw thirty at something that I'm not really sure about, but the uh what the hot pursuit, the remake of that's already on sale. But yeah, it's I like, like the hot pursuit games. I I was looking at that. I don't know if I want to spend that that much money on it though. It's like a it, there's like fifteen hundred games or something on here on the eShop. So and that goes that only goes till like next Tuesday, so make sure and hop on that when you can. I said the the new Just Dance is like already half off stuff like that. There's some there's some really cool deals going around. I think it's like we were talking about GameStop actually has some games under thirty. Um, I think it was let's see, yeah, GameStop is selling like uh, Yoshi's Crafted World for twenty ninety nine. Uh, Jeremy got Fire Emblem as well. That's a, and 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 how you're saying the buy two get one free. I didn't even know about that, so I'm. Definitely, I didn't know about it until checkout. It was like here's your discount. And it was the yeah the whatever the cheapest game was. So 
I think it's a pretty good deal. Like, there's some good stuff on there. Uh, friend of the show, Asa Green River, he posted um, that uh, you can get like a couple of Wii U games for like five bucks. I think Pokemon Tournament and uh, Bayonetta Two are like five bucks. Oh, cool! Like, I didn't know about that. I think they're used, but so you might if you if you're looking for Wii U games, maybe check out this GameStop Black Friday stuff. I thought I thought I saw about, yeah. I thought I saw Super Mario Super Mario U Deluxe somewhere for less than twenty, but at GameStop it's thirty four ninety nine right now. I'm, I'm I'm looking at it here. I, I thought I saw it less. I thought I saw it for twenty five somewhere. Twenty dollars for Bioshock Collection at GameStop. That's ten dollars less than the eShop thing. Uh, Luigi's Mansion Three is selling for forty. That's uh that's normally about as low as as Nintendo games go. But like Super Mario Maker Two, Link's Awakening, those are both forty dollars. 20 bucks off, you know. So, there's a lot a lot of really good get, good stuff going on if you take if you take a look on that. Oh, that's yeah, you know, just increase that back catalog, you know. Oh, that's that's Target actually. I I don't know if I said uh GameStop, but Tar- Target's the one that has uh, the $20 BioShock and uh other stuff like that. Target has always I feel like been your go-to for games like around now cuz it it's always like buy two get one free. Yeah, they they do that. Well, I don't think they're doing it right now. Full price games. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, Mario Kart Eight is forty four ninety nine. That's the cheapest I've seen that game. That's this is through Walmart. I'm actually looking at Walmart stuff now. But um, there's also a deal with, if you get the Switch. I think it's maybe just Nintendo's bundle, but you'll get the Mario Kart Eight with the Switch if you don't have one. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a bundle for that. Uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze forty four ninety nine. Uh, this is this is Walmart uh, thirty. That's thirty dollars for Super Mario U Deluxe. Which is a great game if you if you didn't play it on on Wii U, it's good good to play it again. Oh, it's a fantastic game. Uh, even like Pokemon is like a is like fifty six instead of fifty fifty nine. Uh, Breath of the Wild forty four ninety nine if, if you never got that one. Uh, Tennis Aces is thirty at Walmart. Sonic Mania is like fifteen. So I think that was twenty normally. Do they have the? I saw the combo pack of Sonic Mania uh, Monkey Ball is on pretty deep discount on some places yeah i saw that some places too yeah so i think it was at uh, gamestop where it was only five dollars more than just buying monkey ball like you bought the combo pack it was only five bucks more than monkey ball wasn't there a, i think there's a one, one of them is uh, monkey ball and uh sonic forces too right i, th- I think i right. saw that yeah that's so. what i'm talking about yeah i still want to beat that game too <laughs> beat beat sonic forces Looks like a Super Mario Deluxe is thirty five at Best Buy. I thought I saw it for less than thirty. I guess uh, Walmart's the cheapest at twenty nine ninety nine, but that's still a great deal. Uh, or like GameStop, I think Yoshi's Crafted World is totally worth thirty dollars. Like that game's really fun. If anybody was waiting on that, I almost got that. That was like up there, and I ended up wanting Catherine more, which is dumb, but that's what I wanted more. That's fine. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 physical is twelve ninety nine at Best Buy. Pretty good deal there. Is there any? I mean, are you planning on uh, doing getting anything more than this, Jeremy? Or is that just a you going to cut it off there? With what I you think got? I'm cutting off stuff for myself because you know I'm kind of justifying it because um, my birthday's soon. Not sure. To shout myself out there, but that's <laughs> why I bought all these games for myself. I was like, well, it's it's a special thing. But uh, no, I got to start focusing on gifts for other people now. Not just stuff for me sure yeah it looks like it looks like most of the stuff that's on sale is like a, is like five or ten dollar difference between the different places but yeah lots of lots of really cool stuff to get on here 
It's if, nice. We're coming up on four years of the switch, which is crazy, but uh, it's nice to finally see. Cause for the first couple of years of the switch, you just didn't see much sales on switch stuff like this. Right. Like, these, these like $60 games finally getting down below 30. Yeah, especially the Nintendo stuff. I'm surprised that Mario Kart eight is on sale at all because that's like their highest selling game. Like out of all their games. I think Mario, Mario Party Kart might be the next one that I like try to buy when it's on sale because yeah. I was close to getting it. But I mean, it's on sale right now on, on the eShop. Yeah, but I mean, when I can buy games again. Sure. When it's, when it's With other game. consoles, didn't we get a player's choice line by year four? Yeah, I, I mean, that's a we talked about that before, I think. Where, uh, Do you think yeah, maybe that's what's going to happen in March when things are changing when stuff, some stuff's not available. That's when they introduced the player's choice. I felt like they only did that when they needed to sell stuff, but I think they're still selling stuff on switch. So they don't mm, need to. That's true. It's, it's interesting. I found it interesting that stuff, there like, hasn't been a price drop on the, the main console. I found it's it interesting. There's also, there's like, also uh, probably gotta be a point though, where like individual games aren't selling as much as they used to, you know, regardless of how well the, the system is doing on, on the whole, but who is really buying it? Um, Mario U Deluxe at $60 anymore, you know? And so maybe, maybe certain titles will reach that point this year. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, weirdly enough, like uh, Odyssey is still not on sale. Like I looked for that. I didn't see any sales on Super Mario Odyssey, you know? So some stuff they're just not, they're just not marking down for whatever reason. So it's weird. There's this other site too, Fan Gamer where they sell game merch and stuff, they're doing a $5 clearance sale. So a bunch of stuff, just hodgepodge, not games themselves, but like t-shirts and toys, that kind of thing. Be sure to check that out too. Yeah, I took a look at it. It wasn't really, it didn't look like anything I actually wanted to get. As far There's as some, they've got some really good artists over there. Uh, Nina Matsumoto works, does a lot of stuff for Fan Gamer, and I like all the stuff she does. Sure. I just A lot of them I just didn't, I don't know, maybe it was just not for something that I cared about, or I just didn't understand what it was. There was an Octodad plush that I was looking at. For some of the... That would be cool. For some of the stuff. Yeah, today they revealed like a Strong Bad plush. That was really cool. Oh, cool. And the the the, the, the like advertisement for it is really cool. I don't know. I recommend checking checking out that little video they made. Because it's Strong Bad walking around with the little his little My Buddy. It's pretty much like spoofing the My Buddy commercials from oh. the 80s. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's like his little Strong Bad he's taking with him. I think they're trying to bring that back on YouTube. Like they have a YouTube channel of Homestar now, and they just posted another cartoon the other day. Are they? I mean, they've been uh, they've been posting they've stuff been for years, slowly right? Kind of bringing it back, but um, it, without much consistency. Like it'll still be really spaced out when they release stuff because it, it it was always on their own time, really. There's some yeah. There's like some ukulele pins and sh- shit like that. Some, <laughs> some shit to collect just like you do in the game yeah hey there's there's a shopkeeper pin that's a that you from can, the messenger yeah for five dollars oh really yeah I'm looking at it right now oh i missed that and yet there's a there's a pin of the little demon guy that follows you also for five dollars now look, he can follow me in real life they look good yeah that's familiar 10 bucks you can get both of them yeah they got these power glove oven mitts yeah i saw those those are pretty those are pretty weird yeah, they are. I mean, I have well, I, ha- I have oven mitts. I don't need power glove ones. A lot of the t-shirts are sold out already. Like, they have this really cool from Final Fight Mad Gear Gang t-shirt. Oh, nice. And yeah, that's gone. 
the uh, the background on my computer right now is just is just the skyline from Streets of Rage. That's been my that's my new background. It's pretty pretty cool. It makes me it makes me feel nice on the on the computer. Makes me feel less uh, upset about the world. I mean that's that's pretty much what I want to say about Black Black Friday week. Keep in mind, like don't don't try to go to places. Like this is probably going to post Friday or Saturday, yeah. but don't go. Don't try to go anywhere. They, they will send this shit to you. It's not just Friday. I I already got something for Black Friday like last week. So I mean, a lot of this has started like really early. So don't you know? Don't go out trying to run around to places and do all that shit. I hope that pe- I hope that places aren't even really doing that now because of the danger involved with it and all that stuff. So, but yeah, you can, yeah. you can easily just order it and they'll send, they'll fucking send it to you. You'll still get the, you'll still get the deals and all that. Everything is online. All the stuff that we talked about here, you can find right from the website and they'll send it right to you. So I'll second that. Don't yeah. go anywhere. Stay home. Yeah. Oh yeah. One thing I definitely want to talk about, I think this is later in the list, but there was a, there was a stream the other day, like uh, yesterday, uh, Midwest gaming classic did a stream with uh, updates, and I watched some of it. I watched like twenty minutes of it. Oh, cool! And I commented on it as well. And they did actually respond to my comments. There was probably about 60, 50, 60 people watching, which is pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I clicked on it when you put out that link, and I watched it for a little bit too. They uh, they just started talking about what they're going to do. Uh, they had they have a set date for it now. It's it well, you know, given if anything, if everything like works out okay, you know, as far as like vaccines and stuff like that. They're not trying. They they said that like they're not going to do it. If it's still as as it is now, you know, next year and all that stuff. But they were planning on having the event in November, like November fifth through seventh. So it's and and I talked a few few weeks ago about um C two E two is like trying to plan stuff for December. That's like the big uh, comic book convention in Chicago. So mm-hmm. it seems like anybody who has a big convention is trying to like it's like let's set up stuff for the end of the year and maybe we'll be able to do something then. That seems mm-hmm. to be what's what's happening right now. So yeah. But, uh, they also said they were going to have it at the hotel that they originally had it at. No, that's a different which, thing. That's a different thing. Oh, no, they're, they're, what they're what they're planning on doing is they want to have if if they were planning on doing two uh, Midwest Gaming Classic events, they want to do they want to do the regular one like at the at the hotel and all that, but they want to do a Midwest Gaming Classic lock in as a side thing, which has a smaller mm. amount of people. So you're basically buying a ticket for like a 24 hour. A gaming event and you can come and go whenever you want but they want to have it in the original motel where they where they did uh the midwest gaming classic stuff which is wow. a much more condensed hotel and we would actually you wouldn't have to leave to go to the place you know i think that that makes more sense so the first place that we went to jeremy you know where we could just like walk yeah. to our room and drop stuff off they wanted to do a second event there where it's yeah, like a lock-in and maybe maybe it's only for like 500 people or something like that and it's a cutoff point and they're going to sell – they said they're going to sell tickets to, like, vendors first or maybe people who have tickets already from last year or, like, they're selling these forever tickets, as they call them now, where you basically you buy a ticket and you can use it whenever you want to, you know, out of the possibility of mm-hmm. anything getting canceled because they're, they're afraid of people maybe being afraid of buying a ticket. So now they're called forever tickets and you can use them whenever. And they said if by some reason, you know, the quarantine, the pandemic and all that clears up by, like, June – of next year, they would think about having it in the summer before the before the regular MGC event. But they said only if if the quarantine like clears up. So that's but that sounded really cool. They said they they have a lot of like games that they 
that they want to do like in more of an intimate uh, atmosphere, you know? And it's, yeah, it'd be like a lock-in of sorts. You know, you still have a room that you stay in and all that, but... Yeah, like a throwback, yeah. Yeah, you can just kind of come and go. They'll have like one big area with just games that you can play, you know, for a whole 24 hours. And I guess that would be, it would be like a day or two days or something like that. And that's how you do it, which I'm interested in that. I think that's cool. One thing I, one thing they said that I thought was really, really neat is, uh, they have a, they have a pinball machine that's actually that you can play simultaneous multiplayer on. It's like two pinball machines connected in the middle. So like one person would be on one side and the other person would be on the other side and you can actually like real time play each other. I thought that was really neat. Like I'd like to play that. But yeah, it's a uh, they're just adding an additional an additional event, which I guess they were planning on doing before the quarantine, but here we are. So, you know. But if it doesn't if if it doesn't clear up before November, then they'll have it in 2022 or whatever. You know, but that's but that was the what they were planning on having at the original location because it's smaller and it's easier to stay in that hotel and to go to all the different places. Whereas it would kind of suck if you're doing a, a lock-in at the at the Wisconsin at the Milwaukee Center or whatever, because uh, you don't want to have to you, you have to walk farther from your house to the you know to the place and, and th- true. this it's way you can like go way. you can easily go home and like you know eat some you can go leave and eat some food and come back or whatever you know it's easier to get around and that makes you sense. Shotgun a beer in your room. And- sure, yeah, <laughs> but that sounded fun. Like I, I was like, oh no, I'm in, I'm into that. But yeah, it sounded like they're doing a smaller thing. They they showed a they showed a trailer for a movie too, like another arcade biography. I don't know if you saw that, John. No, I didn't. But they were just looking. They were just asking people to donate if they hadn't. You know, they have a Kickstarter. Uh, the movie is called Arcade Dreams, and it's just like a it's a documentary about arcades, you know, and how they, you know, how they started and like where they're going to and stuff like that. And and it's uh yeah i guess it's people who've worked on midwest Game and classic and people that are going to be at the event so and they met, met and they mentioned like other twitch stuff that they're going to do in the future so you know basically sounded like a live podcast thing that they were going to do but yeah no i mean i i wanted to watch it just because you know we we missed it and i was afraid we we're going to miss it next year and it's nice to have it's nice that they have some sort of plan i guess it's nice to yeah exactly to like at least i don't know to feel like it's a possibility that we'll do something next year or f- like our favorite thing. Well, it's my favorite thing. Yeah. So yeah, uh, clear, clear, your, clear your calendar for November, you know, in case, uh, mm. and I saw people in the comments being like, Oh, well, you know, what about the weather? And it's like, it's funny because this person obviously had never gone to MGC before because so many, because <laughs> so many people chimed in and they're like, dude, you remember when it fucking snowed in April? Like on, on that last one when it like snowed like fucking crazy. Yeah. It's like, I think you're, be- I think you're better off in the early November than you are in like early mm-hmm. April. Cause yeah, shit got crazy there like a couple of years ago. Where, yeah, I'd like, rather deal with a little yeah. bit of like early winter than, than like April winter. winter. Yeah. Cause I remember, uh, the, for Retronauts, Bob Mackey got stuck there for like four days because because of like mm-hmm. the crazy snowstorm that happened, and it was yeah, it was ridiculous. Like it was all yeah, it just like hit big time on the loadout, you know. So everybody kind of got fucked by that. So, but yeah, maybe maybe we should try to. I was like, we should try to rent a table or something like that so we can get early access to the lock in. I don't know. I was I was hoping that they would sell it to people who already bought tickets. You know, I we we technically Jeremy and I we have forever tickets, so we should be able to. Mm-hmm. We should be able to get in on that, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's still happening. I don't. I got a refund. Oh, you got a refund? Yeah. Oh, I didn't get. I didn't get a refund. I just rolled. I asked it over. for the refund. I asked for the refund like very early on because I didn't know when I'd be working again. Oh. So, yeah. Sure. 
I, I just didn't. I don't know. I wanted it to still be there. Like I didn't want to have to worry about it whenever it happens again. I know, and you, and and yeah, I I was so uncertain about when I was going to be getting any money, and mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out unemployment. And sure, I kind of wish I had not gotten it, but I I did. I got my refund. Well, uh, keep an eye on there. Buy one of those forever tickets whenever you whenever you can, and it's a good idea. You could just keep it. You know, you it's forever ticket. You'll be able to use it whenever you want to. And then that's that much extra they have to put towards the festival. Yeah, or, you know, towards the, the show rather. Yeah, help uh, help support the yeah, help support the event and all that stuff. I miss it. I miss it a lot. Yeah, me too. There was one really cool announcement that happened. I don't remember if we talked about if we mentioned it or not. There was like a some rumors speculating about uh the world ends with you, but mm-hmm. world ends with you is getting a sequel. Neo World Ends With You, not doing no number two or anything like that. But uh, I looked... It just kind of came out of nowhere. I watched the video of it. Uh, There was some sort of... uh, There was talk about it because of an anniversary or something like that, like some event. Hmm. You know, so it it looks really cool. Like, it's a... It's like a 3D... It's You know, it's in 3D this time. You're still in uh, Shibuya, which was Jess and I's least favorite place that we went to in Japan. But you can still... You can still go there. And uh, yeah, it, it it looks it's in 3D, but it still has the it still has the uh, feel of the of the game style. Of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like the angle. Like it's got this really low angle. It follows the character. It mm-hmm. makes the buildings look huge and kind of warped, almost like fisheye. Yeah, yeah, it makes it makes the space seem even even bigger. This yeah, this game just bleeds style. I mean, the, the original did. That's what a lot of people remember it for. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they the, paid attention yeah. to it in the design of this one too. Well, and like the, and it was like so. I, I don't know. I felt like it was so like on point. Like with, like they had like all this the, this fashion thing. Like you equip these pins to give you different powers, and it was all about like sh- you know shopping. And the music was really good. Like the soundtrack was great, and everything kind of looked like a almost looked like graffiti, like a pop art type stuff. You know, right? There's, sort of in the vein of uh, Jack Ryan Radio and that kind of thing. And oh, sure, yeah. yeah there was yeah. some novelty. There was some novelty to it. It, it being an RPG or an action RPG, whatever you want to call it, you know, but having the modern setting, which, you know, usually they're, they tend to be more old school, medieval, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're right. Putting it in the present day Shibuya made it really stand out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like, I like that about it and it makes everything look bigger. Like how you're saying, like with the under the, the worm's eye view or whatever that they have going on there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm a, I'm on, I'm on, I, I get it. I get it. Day one. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. I'm excited for it too. Like the original one, I have it. It's one of the very few. It, I don't. I don't even remember. Like, is it a straight up RPG or is it an action RPG? It's an action RPG. Action RPG. Okay. So um, something about it, I, it just didn't click with me. I think maybe I didn't understand the the dual screen fighting. Oh yeah, that part. The fact really that you have to control two people at once, like it's yeah. pretty. I, I never, I never beat it. I have it also on DS. I still have it. I never sold it. And I always wanted to like play through it all the way because apparently the story's really good towards the end. I just did not. I don't know. I think I had a hard time figuring it out because I remember you would you would like play through a point and then you'd go back and play the same point again, but with different people. Like the way, like the way the, the thing was set up, I was kind of confused as to where what they were trying to do with it. But now that there's a sequel out, I'm definitely going to play the other one again because I have it, you know, I have it here ready to go. I know exactly where it is and I could just play it again. And, and I, and it, it's a shame that, you know, there was the one that was on switch, but that one doesn't really work that well because 
because the original one needed a touch screen and the one on switch you you know you have to use the pointer to use it and that doesn't work if you're playing it on mm-hmm. TV if you're playing it with the touch screen handheld it works okay but you know I wanted to play it on the TV I wanted to be able to do co-op because it had a co-op mode but from my heard it just doesn't work very well so I mean it's yeah but no I'm excited about it I think it's great hopefully the soundtrack is just as killer and yeah and it's coming to switch switch and PS4 so there you go Summer 2021. Yeah, so I'm uh, hoping for that. I wanted to talk about Space Invaders forever just because Space Invaders is, you know, like a lot of people, it's one of the first games that I played. We had it on our, our family computer back in, you know, 1985 you know, with the you know, black and white graphics and that kind of thing. And now they put a, a twist on it, which makes it more arcadey, um, you know, or modern arcadey, I guess I'd call it, in the sense of, like, uh, Pac-Man Championship Edition looks kind of neon and, you know, lots of things happening on screen. So I'm, I kind of want to see what twist they put on on Space Invaders. They, you know, they they did a bunch of modern Space Invader games for DS. Like, uh, I forget, oh, yeah, I remember now. I forget what it was called, but they did, they've done this before. Like, they did a Space, Space Invader game that was, it was reviewed really well on, on the regular DS that was kind of like this. It was, like, modernized and, you know, looked like Pac-Man Championship Edition. You know, with like a lot of cool art and that type of thing. So, it's not it's not a new thing. Like it's it's already been done. So, hopefully, it that does was coming out on December eleventh. Yeah, hopefully, it does something to set it apart from the previous ones. But I did. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the DS one. I think Conan had it, and I played his version of it, and it had a really cool had a really cool soundtrack as well. So, and some bad but expected news for for Cuphead fans: the delicious last course is being delayed into twenty twenty one, and of course, it's because of COVID. The, I think they just delayed it because you hadn't beat it yet, John. They're, they're waiting for you to get there. They're waiting for they're me. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I got you on it. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't been playing that one. Like you, you know, you've been. I guess you were. On, I was just on uh, the messenger for a while, but you should pop that one back on. Like, do some dedicated nights to that. Try to get through that. That is exactly the one that was on my mind after I beat the messenger. Yeah, I thought, you know, what other platformers, uh, challenging platformers, could I beat? Yep. That, that's the one yep so yeah but at least they're still planning on doing the dlc it'll be in the future uh, that game's on sale also that's half off right now on the e-shop 15 bucks, 15 bucks. are uh, you gonna get it I, I don't know i already bought <laughs> i already bought some games i already bought 45 dollars worth of games such a beautiful game though yeah i mean i i don't like the i don't really like this i mean the style of it, it it looks good i just the actual game part of it doesn't look that appealing to me it looks like a really difficult contra game and I don't care that much about those games, you know. It's not really it's not really my thing. That's that's kind of how I feel about it. I don't want to I don't want to play a game that takes me hours to get through like one level, you know. That seems counterproductive to my to my uh, credits quest that I've been on this you year. You put it on easy mode. I could, but I'll probably still get killed. <laughs> I, I beat I beat Project Warlock on easy mode and that was fucking hard too. But I like that game. Oh yeah, there's some Doom Eternal confusion stuff that happened. They was apparently pe- people thought that Doom Eternal was canceled, but then the company flat out said that they just weren't they just were not going to release it in a physical form. It's it's on sale. Yeah. It's on sale for like twenty bucks, like on the actual PlayStation Store, or you can buy it physical from GameStop. I think for like sixteen dollars. So I was really tempted to just go fucking buy it and just play it on PlayStation Four, you know? Because at this point, I'm not really. I'm like, do I really want to pay sixty bucks for it when I could just get it? And just play it right now. It's not like I really need anything on the go because I'm not going anywhere. 
You know, I was real tempted to just just play it on just play it on PlayStation. But you decided not to. I I just didn't get it yet. It was one of those things that was on was on my mind. But I went for Hades. You know, there's still like maybe I'm gonna look into that GameStop stuff. Maybe I'll, maybe if I get it as a two buy two get one free thing, possibly. But yeah, it's kind of just like I don't know. It's probably COVID related. You know, for their delay and also it may just be like shit's hard to port. <laughs> Yeah. The reason that uh, there was some confusion around that was that GameStop was calling people saying that their pre-orders had been canceled. And I thought you'd think that, you know, but that who puts that up with Bethesda, right? Bethesda yeah. Up yeah. That they would have, upon telling this news to GameStop, would have been like, can you let our customers know that, you know, it's going to be digital or whatever, but just do us a solid. Mm-hmm. But no, they didn't. So I like that one of these Twitters is from uh, Wear Your Fucking Mask is their name. <laughs> One of the ones that the tweets that they're showing on here. Um, yeah, no, I mean, well, GameStop's actually also kind of known for just automatically canceling stuff on people, so they should be ready for that, because they've done it many a times, like, especially on pre-orders of, like, PlayStation 5 and stuff. I remember there was that whole thing about Kingdom Hearts 3, where they, like, canceled all that stuff. That was, like, the beginning of the end, or the beginning of the, you know, them almost going under. Ready Player 2, the new book from Ernest Klein is out now. Um, I was excited about that. Like, I almost bought it, but I'm, I'm reading another book right now, so I, that's why I didn't buy it. But to this point, I, I, I don't know what the book is about. It's and part- that, that's what has me thinking, maybe I should pause the other book and just read this first before, before it gets spoiled for me. Uh-huh. I know absolutely nothing about this book, and I want it to be that way. I want it to remain that way. I mean, isn't it going to take place in the VR world or whatever that the last one was with the stacks of trailers and shit or whatever they have there isn't it going to be in that same world it's not like that shit was destroyed in the first one or was it i don't know so yeah i i don't remember specifically what happened at the end of the book as far as as far as is that, wesley uh, crush going to read the audiobook that's what i need to know will wheaton i don't know will wheaton i know that's, it's how, a, that's how i that's how i read the first book was on audible it so says right there uh it says uh narration by will wheaton right here on <laughs> right here in the article it says November. Tw- it says it was launched on November twenty fourth. Is now available to order on Amazon in hardcover and Kindle editions, or via audiobook with narration by Will Wheaton. So there you go. Well, so nice. he is on there. I wonder, can you do? Because uh, you know you can get you can get a free book from Audible, like as like your first mm-hmm. thing. So you could probably get it for free. Like that's how I did. I listened. That's to how that. I listened to the first one. I listened to the the book about Japan about a. Uh, you know the pioneering of, of of pop culture in Japan and all that stuff, and I, I listened to that through Audible for free. I didn't pay anything for it, and it was a great book. I should have bought Maybe it. Maybe I could, but yeah, it's more just the just the time. Like I have a, a reading schedule that I set up. I'm going to do you know this book and then that book and then that book, mm-hmm. and I'm right in the middle of a book right now that's like 900 pages, and so is, don't is, know. It's going to be a while before I before I finish that one. Is it the stand? <laughs> no, it's a it's a nutrition guide. Okay. I was trying to get healthier, and this is like an the official. And you're gonna read all of it? Like, can't you just like go to the chapter on like fruits or something and just look at that whenever you're trying to eat something? <laughs> I mean, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it all the way through because I figure I don't know what I don't know. Yeah, and I better just read the whole thing. Weird. So I guess I'm in a weird mood. But um, yeah, if that's enough on Ready Player Two. Some other exciting news in the plenty, movie plenty business. 
We got the Tetris movie. The Tetris movie is in the works, and it's going to be produced by Apple. Is it still That's about? Cool. Is it is it going to be about fucking blocks, or is it going to be like? It should be about the actual story, it's story of Tetris. Of, it's the story of yeah. Okay, yeah, because so, nobody wants to watch a movie about blocks. Alexei Pachinov. Yeah, it should be the actual story mm-hmm. about the creator and and all that stuff. They cast Taron Egerton as Hank Rogers, who is the guy, the liaison who brought the game over out of Russia. From Nintendo, right? Yeah. He was actually a, a not from Nintendo. Um, he was with Bulletproof Software. Okay. And he went, he basically went to Nintendo and like he had this connection somehow. I forget exactly the details lawyer, of it. Right? I don't remember. I don't either. So I'm a little fuzzy on, on the details of it, but somehow he was the connection between. Alexei Pajdanov and, and Nintendo. So yeah, that's an exciting story, and I'm glad they're breaking that into a movie, and they're bringing um, some quality people and producers on board. We've got uh, yeah, Taron Egerton, he's a good actor. The director of Stan and Ollie, which I've seen parts of that, and that movie seems pretty good. Was that about the sock puppets? Civil <laughs> <laughs> and Ollie. Civil <laughs> yeah. and Ollie. <laughs> Sifl and Ollie starring in Stan and Ollie. Yeah, like I want to see that. It's like whatever. Yeah, that's that's what it is. I I never I never heard of that movie. <laughs> that's the Laurel and Hardy story with Stan and Ollie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never heard yeah, of Taron Egerton the, either. He was most recently in Rocket Man. He was Elton John. Oh, he yeah, he's from uh fucking um he's he's from the 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 not James Bond James Bond movie. Not to be yes. confused with the Rocket Man with uh. What's his face? Oh, Harlan <laughs> Williams. That one from the nineties. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not to yeah. be confused with the Rocket Man, Kim Jong Un. <laughs> He's not the Rocketeer either, because that's yeah. no. That that movie's good. Rocketeer's great. The game sucks. Yeah, well, most games did at that time. Mm-hmm. They got a Five Nights at Freddy's movie coming out, and you know, not that I'm a, not that I'm a fan of that series or anything. I've never played the games. But I just think it's a cool concept that could make for a good movie if they do it right. Yeah, I don't know anything about yeah. the game. It's, I mean, there's you know, there's jump only, scares with creepy robots. There's only been yeah. like, there's, there's only been like one good video game movie ever, and that's that animated Animal Crossing movie. <laughs> but but uh, everything else is crap. De- Detective Pikachu is all right. Oh yeah, Detective Pikachu. That was there you go. Good. For the Five Nights movie, I just want them to use actual animatronics and I, not lean on CG. That I, would be cool. That would get me to see the movie. I want them to make five movies about each night at Freddy's. I want I want a five-movie thing here so I know everything that happens. First night will be first night at Freddy's and so on and so forth. We'll have this whole big thing explaining it. It'll be like the new Marvel Universe of Five, night, five Nights at Freddy's right there. All five movies. Did Sorry. you see Trey that you're going to be one degree closer to uh, Stranger Things degree of separation? Because oh, because Robert England, yeah. Uh huh. I yeah. thought that was kind of cool. When I saw yeah, that he's going to be on. He's be on Stranger Things, so that's cool. He is. He is cool. So he will do well. I, I'm. Yeah, I'm interested to see who's going to play. Maybe he will. He will replace uh, Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper wasn't on Stranger Things. Or just Hopper. <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to think of who that other guy was that was on there. Oh yeah, it was uh, Sean Astin. He could. He could uh, be the next Sean Astin. Yeah. Oh right, he, the the dude, dude who's dead that used to be uh, uh, Samwise. Yeah, he's not dead in real life. Yeah, no, he was. He was in. A, I like to remember him from his uh, from his wonderful yeah his wonderful performance in Encino Man or fucking Goonies. 
Uh-huh. I mean, come on. No, he's great. Yeah. I don't really care about Lord of the Rings, but his other stuff he did was good. Uh, happy anniversary to Donkey Kong Country 2 this week, a couple couple days ago. Oh, yeah. The 21st was a 25 years. Yeah. Donkey Kong Country. Game and anniversaries. Yeah. It was Donkey Kong Country 2 and, and uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns came out on the same day. Mm-hmm. Those games are both great. Well, Returns is 10 years old now, right? Yeah. 10 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Two is 25 years. It's crazy. One of them is available for Switch. The other one should be as well. Um, and the Super Famicom is 30 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's insane. Uh, Nintendo is going to discontinue to the level uploads for Super Mario Maker 1 on Wii U. Yikes. It's getting the axe for that game. So there you go. I mean, I guess you could still have your your, your level still going to be saved locally. So that's good. But I, mean, I do worry about Pink Yoshi and the Clown Wizards. <laughs> Not being available. So all the levels that were uploaded... They're gonna stay. So all the levels are? that were, yep, yeah, they'll but, stay up. But no so new up, no, no new levels will, will be coming though. Yeah, so you can still you can still play it online. Like you can still go through there and get random levels and stuff like that. You just can't add your own. So it's gonna be basically like the 3ds version of that game. Mm. You know but how you who can, knows how long yeah. that'll last. Yeah. So it's. It, I mean, if they ever choose to completely shut down the servers, then you'll lose everything. Well, you're gonna have to just download it. To your mm-hmm. well, you'll have it there anyway, right? Because you made it. You have to have it, yeah. Well, you can. I guess you can delete it off your system once you. Yeah, upload it. but just you know, uh, back it up on some memory cards or something. Kind of wondering why they're not just shutting it down altogether. Mm-hmm. Like, why are they just shutting down the uploads but not playing the levels? I don't it's know. Kind of weird, right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, they're just shutting down their servers, and that's how they're doing it, I guess. Sure. And yeah, last one is. Uh, a copy of Super Mario Brothers three just sold for one hundred and fifty six thousand dollars, and it's the most ever played, ever paid for any video game ever. And it's and it's the most never played, right? Because it's sealed, so no, nobody yeah. actually, nobody actually played that game. <laughs> yeah, and it, there was a, a unique um, aspect to that particular game. So if you remember the logo for Super Mario Brothers, it was you know Super Mario was big. There was three on the side, and then underneath was brothers, right? Little small brothers. Mm-hmm. And this particular version of the box, Brothers was on top of Mario's hand. What? Whereas in the in the production version, or I guess this was production, in the version that we all have, uh, the Brothers was moved over to the right. So that's why this version is worth so is, much. Is rare? Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Like, I've never, yep. I mean, I haven't really seen. Okay, yeah, I guess there's different versions of it on this article. Yeah, it's above the hatter, it's over the hand. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's like graded and stuff like that. So there you go. Gundam, uh, I do want to say, uh, it kind of sucks, but uh, G- Gundam is finally available on streaming. It's not really a Nintendo thing, but there were Nintendo Gundam games, actually. But anybody who wants to see the original Gundam, you have to buy a subscription to Funimation to watch it. So I guess mm-hmm. that's a little bit less expensive than trying to buy the DVDs because they're pretty pretty expensive, but... But yeah, the original Gundam, the '79 Gundam, which is awesome. I've watched all of them. I have a, I have these Gundam guys that I bought from Japan right here. Um, it's uh, it's available on Funimation. I tried to watch it because you can watch some stuff on free for free on Funimation, but you have to pay the eight dollars a month to watch it. It's it's behind the paywall, unfortunately. Even though it's like fucking fifty years old or something, it's still <laughs> they still won't let you do it. But yeah, anybody who's interested in that, check that out. But yeah, no, I think that's good for our episode. Episode 247. 
Um, thanks everybody for listening. If you like the show and you would like to help us out, uh, you know, we support the show on our own. Like we do not have any paid advertisers or anything like that. So if you want to help us out, go to patreon.com slash Nintendo main podcast and, uh, throw us a dollar or two a dollar or five or 10 or whatever. There's different levels, but if you give us a dollar, you will automatically unlock all of the expansion pack episodes. And all you have to do is search EXP and you'll find all of them. And we've done we've done at least twenty. Uh, we'll have a new one coming up soon for this month. Mm-hmm. But we do all sorts of different stuff. If you go back to the very beginning, you can hear our live shows and back when we used to record stuff at conventions when they existed. And you can, you know, be nostalgic about like back uh, two years ago when you could do that. So <laughs> you can do that and listen listen to that type of thing. Uh, also, we have a YouTube channel youtube dot com slash Nintendo Main Podcast, and I've been streaming on Twitch twitch dot tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Streaming Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday night. I'm not sure if I'm actually going to stream anything tomorrow just because of Thanksgiving and all that. But mm-hmm. stay tuned. I put stuff up on Twitter, which is Nintendo underscore domain. If you want to see anytime I'm streaming, you can find it there. I stream pretty late night, uh, 2 a.m. Central Standard Time. So you can find it there. Also, NintendoMainPodcast.com is our website. I thought there was one thing we should mention that I just remembered. What's that? That the arcade mode is coming to uh, Jet Lancer. Oh yeah, Jet Lancer. Switch. Oh right. Yeah, they they uh, they let me know and let us know on uh, on mm-hmm. Twitter. Yeah, that's another game that I'd like to play more of for you know because I'm trying to put together my top ten games of the year and that's definitely a contender. So I need to go back and hang out with that one a little bit longer. Same. What is the arcade mode going to entail? I'm not 100 percent sure, but I know it's been on other platforms. I think maybe Steam. Well, I, at first, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't know exactly what they're going to do, and I, actually, it should probably be live. I mean, it will definitely be live by the time this is posted. But I feel like most of the time when there's an arcade mode, it's like see how far you can go in one life. I don't know if they would do that, but Doom had an arcade mode, like Doom 2016 did, and it's a similar thing where it's like, you know, it's like you're putting a coin in. It's like see how far you can get on a quarter. Like that's kind of how that one goes, where you try to you try to play for high scores, and when you're dead, you're dead, and then you got to start over again. You know, so that's kind of how they would do it, but I'm not sure how exactly they would do it on this, but I'm, I'm really interested to check it out. So we will, we will definitely have information about that by next week, but yeah. And if you want to hear uh, my wife and I talk about movies, we have a show called, how is it now? You can look up that on any podcatcher. We just put up an episode about one flew over the cuckoo's nest, which is a fun movie. You can listen to that and other stuff. And we also have bonus episodes on Patreon and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, um, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. See you.